We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I just like the sound. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Veterans Minimum. Your boy Lamb here. I got a special guest. I got a dude that's, you know, in the what they say, one percenters that get to get a chance to play in the league. Yeah, one percent. One percenters. My guy Gordon Hill, Sacred Hearts Finest yes, in the sir. building. I yes, want to give sir. a quick shout out to actually to Gordon. Say what up to the people. Fam. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Shout out to Culture Hub too. Last minute. Gave us a little space in their office to record. It's fire, by the way. Yeah, nice little private setup here because <laughs> you live out in Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I was not trying to go out to Jersey because <laughs> the boy wake up at like 3 a.m. I've been up since 3 a.m. So Respect. I didn't want to have to go all the way out there and then come back. So I'm glad that we kind of put this together. Also, shout, shout out to Kira, man. Kira set this up. She told me I got to talk to you because you got a hell of a story and whatnot. Word. And everyone that knows about me is... I guess it's the wrestling fan in me. I love storytelling. Okay. You know, and people just like shooting the shit and whatnot. And you got an interesting story, man, for sure. But I want to get into this 
real quick. Uh, we were kind of just talking about something right before we started recording. And you were like, yo, say no more, fam. Just that's right. what I needed to hear. Right. Tell the people a little bit about that. So I was talking about, you know, I have two ideas um, in regards to a podcast. And I even have the artwork ready. Like tapped one of my friends who that's, you know, he's graphic designer. He was like, yeah, like told him the concept. He got it done in a week. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting on my laptop for six months. And just, you know, mentioned it to you. And you're like, yo, fam, this is not as hard as you think. Takes not too much time at this point. You're being lazy. Yeah. And I I appreciate that. But you got to think about my background. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard work for whatever. Right. So, so is, and then you telling me that's just normal to me. Some people are like, oh, like, why are you being mean or excuse my language? I don't know if I'm going to say asshole, but like, nah, yeah, feel you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, nah. nah, that's what you need. Yeah. Like, like, yo, life is hard. Life is on all, on all Madden. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a fact. It's on all Madden. So yep. like if somebody can't be real with you and tell you, you're just being lazy. Yeah. We just, this is the first time we're meeting. Yeah. We too. just met and you said yeah. it to me, but like, that's normal to me because of right. my, cause of your background. My background. You're an athlete. You're, right. You're, you're, you're told shit that you might not want to hear, but you need to hear. You need to hear. Yeah. And I'm the type of person to appreciate that. Yeah. Look, man, uh, you know, pull the curtain back. And that's one thing people really like about the show is because I'm super like authentic. What you see is what you get. Right. You know? So, I mean, I don't know how long we're going to do this podcast, but after that, and I was telling you beforehand, I'm like, look, yo, you could curse. You could say whatever you want. Just don't say the <laughs> handful of things that might end this up on CNN having to apologize facts. for. That's fair. But, dude, it don't, it don't take that long, man. Right. Like, I, I, so I went to school for business. Okay. Spoiler, I don't do shit that has to do with business. Like, there's no, I don't mm. use my degree for anything. Right. I never wanted to work for somebody, so I worked for my pops. Okay. He got a coffee truck in the city. Now I'm expanding. So I guess... I shouldn't say that I didn't I didn't use it because it did do a lot. It's correlated. I want to you know? like shit on school, you know, because I'm not one of those dudes. I do feel as if school's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I think school is important to at least see if it is for you or not. Agree. You know, so school was dope. I got to go play college football. Right. Um, gave me an education and shit, but now I'm expanding my my food cart to a food truck, like breakfast and lunch yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So like the business aspect, I am applying it. But like this is my this is really my plan A. You okay. Know, like this is what Respect. I really want to do. So I've been doing the podcast for about four and a half years now, and I had a bunch of other podcasts. Like I had a, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I had a wrestling podcast. My shit is sports betting. Like sports betting is like gotcha. my level of expertise. That's what separates me from other people. We gotta talk then, because I've I don't bet. Not uh, that I don't want to. Actually, for the first time ever. Um, Cause I only live twenty. I live like hometown is like twenty five minutes from Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So like all my friends now at Jersey, I want to say last year, two years ago, they opened up the sports betting. The yeah. sports betting, like a lot of my friends live down in Atlantic City, Ventnor area, and I just went in and walked in with my boy Tim and my boy Max. Uh, shout out to Tim and Max, actually. Um, got a link with them soon, but um, Tim's dad works in the casino. So they brought me to the actual area where you place your bets, and they try to explain like over under and uh, all that stuff. I I don't get it. I don't get like the minus five hundred. I don't get it, man. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, so G, you actually came to the perfect guy. It's time for our BetOnline.ag drop of knowledge segment of the week. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE or one word for a 50% welcome bonus. It could definitely humble you as a sports fan too because okay. like one thing about the 
sports betting in the casinos is they're not trying to give you money for free. Right. So they humble you in the sense that like, you know, when, when the NFL comes out with their win totals, it kind of tells you right away what Vegas thinks of your team or even Jersey. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so like you look at a team like I'm a big Giants fan. What right. team you root for? Well, um, I grew up 10 minutes from Philly. So okay. naturally I root for the Eagles. All right. So our podcast over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm no, good with no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, naturally I, I, I root for them um, because of my me playing at that level. You don't have a favorite team because you see the business side of things. Mm. Um, so, no, I don't have a favorite team. But if somebody put a gun in my head, it was like, who are you rooting for? The Eagles and the Chiefs. Chiefs because growing up, I was a running back. Larry Johnson was my favorite running back in college. Priest Holmes was my favorite running back in the pros. At that moment when, like, football, I knew was, like, what I loved. Uh-huh. Um, and then Dick Vermeil came from the Eagles when I was right, young. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? And, coached, yeah. and then – Larry Johnson went to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, Priest, so my two favorite running backs were on the same, same team. Same team, yeah. And then Andy Reid ended up going to the, to the Chiefs. Yeah, so a lot so of like, Eagles and Chiefs ties. Yeah, even even going to, like, the front office as well. A lot of people right. know that. A lot of people went from the Eagles to the Chiefs as well. So, naturally, that was also my team. Like, I actually had a Larry Johnson fathead in my room for, like, 10 years. And a Priest Holmes poster right next to it. Um, and... Sidebar, Kansas City was the first team to offer me a contract on draft day. So, like, they – and they always were in, the, in, the, in school to visit me. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was always a natural love. Those two teams are my teams, to answer your question. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, we're definitely going to get into you playing, but going back to the sports betting a little bit, how we even got – to that. Know, yeah, my bad. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I said, man, I have no notes. I got nothing. My phone's on silent because I like word. to give my undivided attention to the person that I'm talking to. Word. So, you know, like last year, the Giants, their win total was six and a half. So they're telling you that they're not going to be no better than six and a half wins, right? Obviously, mm. they went four and 12, but it's like. They knew. They knew that, all right, <laughs> you know, don't be super optimistic this year. You know what I'm saying? Like the Chiefs had one of the highest win totals. They were 10 and a half. So for you to be over 10 wins in football, you're basically a playoff team. For sure. If you're under six, you're going to be in the top 10 drafting. So it's a, it's just a different ball game, man. The minus, the, the simplest way for me to explain it to you is when you see minus, that indicates the favorite. Gotcha. So when you see minus. That's a great start for me. Yeah. So <laughs> minus and plus, plus means the underdog. That's the okay. shit that everyone likes, right? Because... You would much rather put a hundred dollars to win three hundred than have to put five hundred to win a hundred. Of course, exactly. That's just that's ninety-five percent of people that bet. That's yeah. why the pros they like to lay big numbers. You said minus five hundred. That's chances are that's like an eighty percent thing of being converted. They would go and they'd lay five k to win a thousand, mm. but you have like an eighty-seven percent chance for that to happen. Whereas the underdog, it's like. Ah, yeah, it's dope to put $100 to win 300 but most likely I'm donating. Right. But the right. best way, man, the simplest way for anyone listening is the plus is always the underdog, the minus is always the favorite. Okay. And even even so, when you're looking at it like the point spread, like minus seven, it means a team got to win by that many points. Right. You know, and then the plus is how many points they're allowed to lose by for you to hit your bet. Okay. So, like, if a team is plus seven... They're the underdog. They're the underdog. There you go. You're learning. Right. And then uh, if they lose 27-24, if you bet the underdog, you're chilling. Yeah, you won. You won. You know, but if you bet the favorite, they only won by three, you lost. You know what I'm saying? So that's the best way to think about it when you see plus and minus. So if you lost by, it was 
if if it was plus seven and you lost by eight, you lost your bet. You lost your bet unless you had the favorite. So if you had the favorite and they were a seven point favorite and they won by eight, you won your bet. See, that's not. See, now you lost me. All right. So say, <laughs> let's just say me. All right. So let's just, let's just use let's just use this as an example, right? All right. All right. The Chiefs are playing. Chiefs are playing the Giants. All right. The Chiefs are a ten point favorite. Okay. And you're like they're minus ten. They're minus ten. Gotcha. And you're like, yo, Nick, I bet you a hundred dollars that the Chiefs blow out the Giants. And I'm like, nah, it's gonna be a close game. You're like, all right, put your money up. So we bet. The game ends 28-20. Who wins? The Chiefs win 28-20. Who won the bet? Me or you? Minus 10. Come on, fam. You, you did. This. Yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs didn't win by more than 10 exactly. points. Exactly. So... That's it's the, the plus minus is getting me, you know. It's just, I'm throw, I'm like I said, this is you. brand new. Nobody yeah, ever broke yeah, this yeah. down to me. This is brand new to yeah. me. There you have it. The betonline.ag dropping knowledge segment of the week. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. So yo, when you um, so you played what position you played in high school growing up, and then when you when you got to Sacred Hearts, and, and is Sacred Hearts is D one double A, one double A. Yeah, D one double A. What kind of what kind of schools you played? So you get schools like um, probably around here people know the Wagner. Okay. Um, you get Stony Brooks. Mm-hmm. You get Monmouth. You get Robert Morris. Our conference was like Robert Morris, Monmouth, Albany at the time. Um, Central Connecticut State, uh, Duquesne, Bryant University. Um, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Man? My boy Jesse. Shout out to Jesse, man. I recorded with him over the summer. He's the DB coach at Central Connecticut. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, pro- I probably, we've probably crossed paths many for times. For sure. Yeah. He got there, I think, three years ago. Okay. Then, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely coached against For sure. Other. Yeah. We definitely yeah. did. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's good ball. Um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We do play. Shout out to Sacred Heart. We're about to start playing D one A teams the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the schedules out. I know we're playing a couple of MAC teams, um, so I'm definitely excited about that. Might have to make the trip just because we never did when I was playing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how does that come about though? Um, it's 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 money. It's all dollar amount. So is it is it schools that like? Like for example, would it be like a like a Syracuse is like yo take a certain amount of money because they know it's gonna be like yeah. a, like a slap you guys around. Yeah, no, it's like a warm game. One. Okay. Yeah, so it's like all right, we'll give you two mil for a two year two year deal, two mm-hmm. mil. Both times you guys have to come to us and we'll give you a million a year. Cool. Yo, my favorite is when this when shit don't go as planned. Right. For them and they get the like, underdog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Ends up winning. That's what's up, man. I yeah. always love that. I know the the most famous one was like Appalachia State way back in the yeah, day. Like Michigan. They beat Michigan yeah. in the big house. So they were like a 45-point favorite, Michigan. Okay. So, and then they ended up losing outright. So $100 on that game, if you were to say like, yo, Appalachia State was going to win, you probably won like 2K. <sighs> Crazy. Dang, it's, it's, it's wild, man. And especially in college, bro. Like, if you're looking at some of these point spreads, Alabama, they'll be... 52 point favorites mm-hmm. and shit and then they end up covering by 20 and it's just like what the fuck nah. so so now now um what what kind of schools have you noticed on the schedule 
that uh, like some of those, like you said, Mac, do you know any in particular? Or just, uh, just know I the conferences? don't off the top of my head. I just know we're playing a couple Mac schools. Um, I want to say Yale's on a schedule. I want to say UConn is on a schedule moving forward as well. Um, yeah, right now that's what I know for sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. But like I said, I think some of that may be public. Like next year's schedule may be public. So where one of them already has been, not officially announced, but like you can go check it out. And then 2022, 2021, 2023, there's going to be 1A schools on a schedule. So, um, yeah. Which ones? Like I said, I just know that we're playing at Mac school for sure. Mm. Yale is not 1A, but that's never been a thing at Sacred Heart. Um, and we're right near, down the street from, me, from each other. So I'm pretty sure that's the other one that's being added, and I think UConn. So that would be dope. Yeah, for sure. You guys will get on national television too, I would assume, right? Um, maybe, maybe like not. an ESPN Plus or kind of, kind of thing. Oh uh, well, we do ESPN three. Oh yeah, we've been doing that, which is just the internet. But like, yeah, we've been on that many times. And then NEC Front Row, which is like the net, the you know the conferences own network and stuff like that. So that's always a thing. Where'd you play? Where'd you you went to high school in Jersey, right? So what yeah, so so in Jersey, I went to St. Joe's Hamilton, which is there's three St. Joe's. This is this is important to know. There's three St. Joe's. There's St. Joe's Hamilton, which is the most south, um, blueberry capital of the world. Shout out to Hamilton. Um, <laughs> it's basically my second home. Um, then you have St. Joe Montville and St. Joe Matuchin. So St. Joe Matuchin is like Central Jersey. That's where Andrew Bynum went. And oh, then shit. you have St. Joe Montville. That's where, if I'm not mistaken, that's where, like, the McCordys went. Yeah. So, like, that's the most northern school. So, there's three different ones. But So, I went to one in South Jersey. Um, and, I mean, you asked the question, what position I played. Uh, I was, I will not want to say utility just to, like, gas it up. But, like. Nah, but in high school, like a lot of everybody lot does of that. Yeah, both both sides of the ball. Yeah, and special teams and shit. Right, right. I definitely play like all special teams. Um, in my book, I actually talk about. Um, you know, big time. You an author? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll make sure to. Sorry, I ain't try to. I ain't even try to throw that in there. But like, it just was natural. My nah, bad. Listen, man, the floor is yours. Just <laughs> I'm all about the cheap plugs. If I can put myself over, <laughs> say less. I word word. So we'll get to that later. But um. In the book, I actually cover all four years of high school and um, the ups and downs, things like that. And then, obviously, we get into football. So, I played running back. Um, I played safety. I played corner. I played linebacker. I played that rover position. So, like, I played a lot of different positions. Um, so, when I say utility, I'm joking, but, like, kind of serious mm-hmm. about that. And um, which leads me to, like, when I, when I got to college – it was funny because they didn't even know what position I was going to play until like two weeks, maybe not two weeks, maybe like a month before I actually got there. Um, the coaches were like, look, like they had already offered me and everything, but it was more so a matter of what are you going to play here? They were waiting like on, a, on another kid um, to see if he was going to sign, if things were going to work out. He went to prep school or something like that. Something was in the mix, though. Had nothing to do with me. It was another running back they ended up signing, though. So they kind of told me, like, look, you're going to play defense and not running back. Because they just were like, we're just going to recruit you as an athlete. Like, we'll get better on it with you. He's just here. So I said, all right, cool. No worries. Um, and I ended up playing defense. So when I went to college, it was safety from, like, day one. Um, yeah. And as I got older, I ended up playing more of, like, the nickel and the dime so If for – Football people know what the nickel yeah. and dime package is on defense. Um, 
the nickel and dime package when when you know more receivers would come on the field, I was I would bump down to to middle linebacker. I'm not the biggest. I was only like two ten in college and in the league, but like I I just honestly that shit's mental, yo. It's it has nothing to like do with weight. It's just like heart and your, and your mentality. To be completely honest, like a lot of people just soft. Yeah, sorry to like put it like that, but like that's just real. Soft in in what sense? Like the art don't want to be physical. Not like uh, not like not like can't do it. A lot of cats can do it. A lot of cats don't want to do it or like limit themselves just because of their thought process. Simply that, like they're bigger, probably faster than a lot of people who actually play it. But it's like, are you a dog though? Yeah, man. And you could tell, dude. You could tell. Like I'm sure you play with people that you could just tell they're not built for it. Right. Like this was this was a, a means to an end for them to just like get an education, which isn't a bad thing. No, a lot of people just go to school because they want to get an education. But like when you have aspirations of making it to the league, it's like, I right, man, it's just different. Right. You know, like you got to be different. And from interacting with people that have made it to like, you know, one of my good friends, Jared Gordon, he fights in the UFC. And like it's just like you said, man. I think the best way to describe it is you got to be a dog. You got to right. be a savage. And I know everyone likes to like all oh, savage mode and shit and like throw it around. But it's like, nah, man, it's a different mindset. Yeah. I see. I think a lot of times, matter of fact, let's just we got to talk about it. Kobe, right? Yeah. Um. You just said savage mode. I don't think it's such. I don't think it's just a just like aggressiveness. Nah, I don't, it can be. I think it could be what Kobe called it, like. The mentality. The mentality Mamba is the mentality. same difference. Yeah. You can go ahead and throw the savage title on all you want, but like, no, it's just a focus. Yeah. It's just a it's a it's a it's like a controlled I don't even want to say anger. It's not that. And it may be that for some people, but it was never that for me. No, I'm not I was never like this mean person. No, 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 no. Cause like that's not even me off the field. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a switch, but Kobe's not a mean person off the field. It was just like, yo, I'm locking in and like I know what my goal goal is and you just in the way. That's it. That's all it is. Just keep it real simple. Like, don't overcomplicate it for yeah. anybody listening. Like, is is a controlled aggression in a sense, but but does it have to be like hurtful? And it ha- does it have to be uh, filled with anger? No, it doesn't always have to be. That's just the reality of it. But yeah, I kind of compared it to Kobe. When did you when did you know that you could maybe play in the league? Um, I knew. Like, was it in high school when you're playing? And you're like, yo, like, well, did you go to camps at all? Like in no, high school? I wasn't a big camp guy. So I wasn't even, a, I wasn't, a, I wasn't even a big offer guy. I only had two offers coming out of high school. Um, uh-huh. Sacred Heart University, which is where I went to, and then Albany University. Um, and we just were talking about your boy, Coach McCarthy is the head coach of uh, Central Connecticut. Every time I see him, Coach McCarthy, yo, shout out to you. Um, Coach Ford, I know he he was the head coach at the time, but you were the one that recruited me, so you already know you already know I got love for you and you my dog. So, um, but so wait, that that guy that you just mentioned now, he's at Central Connecticut. He's right? a head coach. Yeah, because m- my buddy Jesse went to Albany first. There you go. There. That's the connection. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Small Jesse. World. Shout out to you. Yeah, I don't even know you, but yeah, yo, it's just, you know I already know it's a small football world. Hell um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I um, I wasn't a big offer guy. And basically what happened was, um, dang, I just forgot what, 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 I just lost. No, I was, I was saying, when did you, when did you know? Did I know? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So when I knew, I knew, I knew probably sophomore, uh, junior year, junior college. 
Oh, of college. Yeah, junior college. First and foremost, I got clear clear this up. I do in the book once again. I'm sorry, but I never had aspirations of like going to the league. Never, mm-hmm. never in a million years. Um, and I don't think it was like a dream of mine because it was so obtainable in my eyes. Let me explain. So I fuck with that. Yeah, it was never a dream of mine in my eyes. Let me explain. So first and foremost, you have to to answer this question thoroughly. You have to go all the way back to fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So where I'm from, the 856, Sickleville specifically, like in our town, we had two Heisman Trophy winners. Oh, shit. Who? Ron Dane, Mike Rozier. So Fucking Giants drafted Ron Dane, and that shit was yeah. a disaster. We're going. <laughs> I just shitted on your whole Yeah, job, come on, bro. <laughs> Ron, come on, bro. Ron, no offense, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's, yo, know, that's a family friend, yeah. Fan is short for fanatic. That's a family friend. Yeah. F- that's a family friend <laughs> nah, but in all seriousness, um, like Ron and I had the same fifth grade teacher, Mr. Kaiser. So basically, what happened was um, Mr. Kaiser had this wall, um, this Hall of Fame, and everybody who like was really successful, he would always put up on this wall. So I sat right in front of the poster of Ron like every single day. Ron went to Heisman, and like I knew Ron just because of family, you know. Um then you fast forward um, from our town. Once again, another New York uh, athlete, Sean Green, f- close to family as well. Um, you know, Sean, we saw growing up. Then we had Jeremy Miles um, play for the Bengals, play for Ravens. Just seeing him growing up. Then you had Lo- like Logan Ryan from the area. Then you had uh, Julian Talley from the area, played for the Giants for a while. Um, pra- a lot of practicing, but like my, you know, gr- great, great great player um it was just a lot of people so close to me that i just seen make it to the point where like they would be over just like my brother-in-law's house like he would train everybody mm-hmm. you know um so when you hear about this one percent you started with that that one percent was like 12 to me it was like 12 percent. so i'm like all right that's to kinda, you it was probably regular like yeah it's possible it's like you this is just what you do like you just you do your thing and then you go to the league um so i never like it was never a goal it was just like yeah we're going to do that next that's kind of what it was like. All right, next we'll do that. So, all through high school was just all right. Didn't get a whole bunch of offers. All my friends did, which motivated me. And they know they know I'm open about this. Once again, it's in the book. Like going home was tough. You know, I I would have like straight up. I'll be honest. Like twelve tackle, interception, touchdown, three sacks, two TFLs, and a PBU, and a forced fumble. National Player of the Week. You know, in FCS and like. Not knocking my friends. This is just all the way real. They'd be, you know, at the, in the SEC, have like three tackles. And I'm like, I come home, we in a barbershop chopping up. They're like, yo, so-and-so, like, yo, you bald. I'm like, nah, to keep it all the way a stack. And, like, that's my boy, right? So I'll be like, no, you didn't ball. Yeah. You didn't ball. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm hating on you. I'm telling you because you need to play better. Right. Because I know you're better than that. So you can go ahead and let them gas you up all you want. I'm going to keep it real with you. You need to do better than that. Yeah, you start, but like so. Yeah. So? You feel me? So basically, um, that was that was another motivation of mine. Um, but after my junior year, my brother-in-law, brother-in-law and I locked in. Shout, shout out to Jai, man. He knows. He's another one in the, another one in the book. I, I would go over it in, uh, in there. I give him so much credit. He was the one person that told me, like, after sophomore year of college, because I started as a freshman, most recorded snaps in the history of Sacred Heart University. Um, he was like, yo, you got it. Like, like I'm just going to let you know. He was in the league very briefly, kind of came up with Parcells when Parcells came to Dallas. Mm-hmm. So he knew that world. 
um, he works very hard. Um, and that's why everybody would come to him to train because they knew a little bit his story and what he's been through. Um, also brings credibility to him that he was under like these people. And, right, right, yeah. right. Um, so basically like after sophomore year, he was like, yo, he would tell my parents like, yo, G's going to make it to the league. Just want, like, just want to let you know. And it was so casual and so calm. There was a calmness about when he would say it and he would say it around me, but like not to me though, which I never knew if that was on purpose or not, but he like, yeah, G's going to make it. And I'd be like right on the couch and I'd hear him and I'm like, all right, yeah, but I'm thinking nothing of it. Cause in my head, remember I said, it was never my goal. My goal was make sure my parents didn't have to pay for college. Once like junior year hit first three games, it was easy. And I was like, yo, this is like really easy now. Um, after junior year, had a pretty elite season. Like I, I did. I, I, it's just is what it is. It's past. It's in the past now. Like it's, it's documented. We so can check the stats. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So like, right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can receipts are there. Right. Um, so had, had a pretty elite one and then everybody started coming in and, um, sophomore year actually after my sophomore year I had a junior day my coach was like yo some people are asking about you do you want to like try to for the league literally literally the the whole thing for the league was this yeah i'll give it a try i'll give it a shot that's literally what i said to him coach edwards shout out to coach edwards another central connecticut um former coach um and connecticut native but um yeah he was like all right cool and that was it had a junior day then had a junior season played really well going in the senior year had like all the pre whatever yeah and then senior year backed it up and like got the all-american and all the all new england all that and that's how i went like yeah like i don't know what i (laughs) it's not this like crazy story i just i just knew what had to be done more so off the field you know i think a lot of people especially now kind of feel bad for a lot of a lot of the kids who don't have the who don't self-audit themselves mm-hmm. and get caught up in the in the praise from social media. Right. It, because it's so... It's easy to get swallowed up by it. That and it's so beautiful now. Yeah. Like, you can make these videos look... Honestly, bro, I, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but I want to be honest with y'all. I've seen some kids who, like, don't play that much have videos. And this is me just former coaching. Like, have videos. I'm like, yo, wow. Like, you might have played 100 snaps the whole season. Mind you, like usually on defense, there's like sixty to ninety snaps a game. A game, yeah. And you might have played a hundred yeah, snaps. Yeah, you put your highlight together, and it's it's your best one minute clip. Like I could I could find plays that will make me look like I was an all American. Yeah, and I, and I guess my point is like, don't get caught up in that. Like, to me, the best thing is like when people tell like, yo, people will tell you you're good. Right. You don't gotta show yeah, them. Yeah, I forgot who it was that said. They're like, yo, if you're great, you don't need to tell nobody. You don't gotta tell nobody. Um, or two. Somebody said to me, I think my boy Kess, matter of fact, shout out to Kess, that's my dog, that's big bro, he was like, he's like, you ever, this isn't his, but he said to me early on, he was like, you ever seen a commercial for, what was it, a, a Lamborghini? I've heard about these. I was two, like, nah, yeah. I've never seen a Lamborghini commercial, he's like, you don't have to, you know it's a Lamborghini, yeah. like, that thing is fire anyway, yeah. so, little things like that, but that's pretty much how it went down, it was, it was like, just do the work. Man, yeah. that's a very honest answer from you, taking that all in, because I, I think a lot of people... They'll maybe try to hype themselves up a little bit more and be like, yo, I knew from a young age. And the reason why I like asking people that question that have made it, because in my eyes, I'm not just saying it because you're here. Like, you made it. You got to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You got snaps in the preseason, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, not many people could do that. And, you know, I went to school up in uh, Buffalo State, and 
the in the freshman dorm there were these kids we called them the Canucks they were from Vancouver they played on the hockey team okay Buffalo State has one of the the like the number one ice skating rink in the whole Northeast the Sabres back in the day when I so I went to Buffalo from uh, 20 2009 to 2010 I was there for two years back then it was it was the HSBC Center in downtown Buffalo that's right. where the Sabres played so around that time anytime they would have a convention like uh uh not presidential like uh like any convention for like uh politics or like you know some uh singer was in town or a band it would be there and it would be there mm -hmm. and the sabers needed a place to practice they'd come and practice at buffalo state canisius yeah, canisius i think canisius was up there they're a d1 school also mm -hmm. so the kids the canucks Mind you, those kids were 21, 22 years old. I was 18 because, like, in hockey, are you familiar with the hockey Minors system? and all that. Yeah. yeah so, like, I'm when hip. you graduate, my, my buddy Espo, shout out to Espo, he was the captain for NYU for two years. Okay. And what they do is when they graduate out of high school and they're, you know, 17, 18 years old, if you're nice, nice, you go and play juniors. Or juniors. I said minors. That's yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So juniors. they go play juniors and shit. Like, he, uh, Espo played up in Vermont for two years. And then um, he had a tryout with, like, an AHL team or some shit. That's right. like a minors, I yeah, guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. And from there, like he's a freshman, but he's 21 years old. Where like that's usually you're a senior, senior right? Maybe a, a junior if like your birthday's late or some shit. Mm -hmm. So anyway, going back to the Canucks, we call them the Canucks. These four, these four dudes. And um, are you a hockey fan at all? Do you know who Patrick Kane is? I do. He, he plays on the Blackhawks. He's like probably number the, 88. Yeah, come he's on, probably, bro. Yeah, I'm he's, cultured. He's yeah, like, I'm playing. Let me just yeah, come on, bro. Hey, man. Come on, hey, bro. Man. I feel you. But, uh, but yo, so Patrick Kane, right? He's from that area up in Buffalo. So he goes, uh, the kids are like, yo, we used to play with Patrick Kane. Right. And we knew when he was like eight years old that he was going to go to the league. Right, right. And I was like, how? He's like, yo, when he was eight, he was playing with the 15 year olds. So he just had it. Dogging motherfuckers on the ice. Right. Just like, it was crazy. So I always ask that because there's like, I hate. I hate the it factor. Like, they got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yo, that's a real thing. Like, some dudes just, you just look and, like, I love going, I live in Long Island now. So, like, I go out to St. Anthony's. St. Yeah. Anthony's is a powerhouse. Yo, shout out to them, yo. Yeah, shout out to Channy, matter of fact. Shout out to my boy Mike Chanichuk. That's big bro right there. Say A's alum. Um, he would never gas himself, but I got to plug him. PLL just came out with the top 50 players, uh, professional cross league. He came out um, as number eleven, so I just got it. That's dope to me. Like that's NFL top one hundred. You number eleven. Yeah, yeah. You, so dude, yeah, uh, fucking St. Anthony's is a powerhouse. Like they're a. I remember when the reason why I asked you about camps was because when I was so I didn't play football growing up. Got you. Got I was you. a soccer player, mm -hmm. and it all happened where my boy Vinny from my neighborhood. He was the quarterback. So I was a sophomore. He was a senior. He graduated. The team that he left was seven and three. It was the best season that the school ever had. And we played in the PSAL. And um, he was like, yo, bro, they need a quarterback. Come on, <laughs> play. I was like, dude, I play soccer. So I'm, like, I'm soft. <laughs> what are we I'm talking about? I'm trying to get hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, don't yeah. gas me. I'm, I'm a dope quarterback in the park. <laughs> right. I'm nice. You know, I win these Sunday football leagues. He's like, yo, I'm telling you, man, it's not that hard. You're a smart kid. You can remember plays and, and all that. Right, right, right. So I, I go out. I go, to, I go to spring ball. And... They needed a quarterback, and I just started picking up the plays right away. I, I got a, um, what is it, photographic? Pho photographic memory. Yeah, there you go. That's dope. I, you're the so, second person so I know. I with could that. see, I could see a play, and then I could like, I remember my high school playbook in full. 
now and i've right. been out for like 10 plus years you right, know? And, right. I, and i you know like i'll go i'll talk to my coach i'll be like yo coach who you guys got this week i'll be like south bronx i'll be like, oh option like they run they ran the option then they still do mm. so like that's that's how i was so going back to like the 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 it factor like some dudes have it and i'm not saying i had it right but the reason why i ask you about that is because with the camps i had to like learn how to play football bro like i played pickup at the park right. like seven on seven and shit you know and like oh the older kids are here let's play them right you know so i went to a syracuse camp okay so when i was up there and it was the first time that like i went away from like my parents and shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um you know we got to live in the dorms i met donovan mcnab Marvin hey, Harrison was yes, there. Uh, donovan darius like all okay. the all the alum from from syracuse uh, this is when Johnny Flynn was up there too, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. just walking the the halls and shit. So I got paired up seven on seven. Never played organized football, nothing with like eight St. Anthony's kids because they broke us up into regions. Right. So I was a quarterback for them, and we were just washing people. Like mm. seven on seven, there to me, I was like, oh, I'm playing at the park. Right, right, right. You know Same what I'm difference. So coaches were coming up to me and they're like hey man what's your story this and that but like i was like five seven in high school i'm five ten five ten and a half now yeah, five, yeah. Ten. but uh you five ten and a half bro you like my height yeah so um they were just like yo you know uh are you uh i'm like oh i'm a sophomore and the one dude was like oh if you hit a grossberg you could get to like six one six two it'll be good because dude there was a there was a dude there and i don't know if you had this like some guys just get spoon fed because of their size yep that happens all the time. Like, yo, there was a quarterback there. He was from Michigan, and um, they were calling him Sunshine because he was like six five, had the long blonde hair from mm-hmm. Remember the Titans, <laughs> and like, yo, just without even seeing anything, like me, like all the quarterbacks walked into the room, and they were just like, like licking their chops, like, oh, that dude, you know what I'm saying? Just like the that's stereotype. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how you know it what I'm goes. Saying? And like. The eye test is called. Yeah, he had a he had a cannon of an arm. He threw the ball like eighty yards. No bullshit. But like he couldn't hit like someone out the flats. Right. But like I was like a very, very poor man's Drew Brees. Like very precise. Very <laughs> he's like, he's like, I ain't gonna try to fuck myself too much. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yo, like Hall a of lot quarterback. of a lot of yeah, right? Like one of the best of all time, you know, just very, very poor man's. But like not nah, like the underneath shit. Like right. I prided myself on like, yo, let me get the ball to the athletes and let them do their thing. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So that's why I was asking you about the camps, cause like when I went there and I saw I'm like, yo, that's when it opened up to me that like, all right, I could definitely play in high school. And if these dudes are like top recruits in the country, and I've never played football like right. ever, like and I can, then I'm like, all right hang. then. You know, and also on my back pocket, I had the kicking, which I had naturally right. from from soccer. Like no fundamentals, I was just booting touchbacks back and like forth. all the time. You know, so w- what is it? What is it about like the it factor? Like how real is that thing? Like can you watch someone and within three four minutes be like, yo, that dude different from everyone else on the field? Yes, but I'll tell you this. And were you one of those people too? Okay, so I I think there's two ways to look at the it factor, and I think a lot of people neglect one of the ways. The first way is, you know, when a kid first, let's say a kid gets into a sport at eight years old. Mm. At eight years old, you you they don't even know the small intricacies of it yet. They might have the fundamentals, but they don't know the small intricacies to make themselves elite. But they're doing it already without being taught. That's the it factor to me. 
but so like a kid just naturally moves different. Th- yes, just moves different without like being taught it. Right, just instinct. Right at eight, like you said, Patrick King, eight years old. Yes, right, cool. That's it factor, but also it factor to me is this: you have the kid that's that's ten years old. Okay, now he's been playing for two years, but those two years, he wasn't playing Fortnite. He wasn't playing Call of Duty every night. He he didn't even every night work on his craft, but yo he took an hour he took an hour to watch his favorite player and like and like be be very precise about about watching like was was serious about like it was strategic like I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna watch what if it was James if it was a basketball player James Harden like what does he do mm. okay I need to learn that I need to work on that okay I can't do the the, the step back fade away. I can't. I'm not strong enough. So, okay, now I need to lift. Like, they understood. Like, I want to be strategic about this. Like, this is important to me, and I'm going to take the time. So, now when you do see that kid at 10 years old. He's more advanced. Than he's more kids. advanced than everybody else because he just took 365 hours. Mm-hmm. He just put into. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'm just saying an hour a day for a right, year. Right, right, right. Well, shoot, two years. You're right. So, let's say two years. But was this thing about a uh a weekend you know or summer he might put in three hours a day right so we don't know how much time which leads you to like the ten thousand hour rule you know like things like that yeah. but like but that's legit though that's legit right so yeah when that by the time that kid gets to high school 14 now he might have put ten thousand hours or close to it which i hope he didn't put ten thousand hours before high school but like by the end of high school yeah you better be you're in college now bro yeah 10,000 hours, that's nothing. I know I probably did, right? So when you see that kid though at 10 and then you see that kid at 14, he has the it factor. It's because he put he he worked. And a lot of times to, ha- to, even to get that type of it factor, you have to have a good support system around you. Um, people pushing you. But, but when, uh, I shouldn't even say that. Like, but, but, but like pushing you in a reasonable way too. Though. Yeah, in a reasonable way because they they because you want to do it because right. you're like, yo, let's go to the gym at ten. Right. Like, yo, let's go work out at twelve. Like, okay, I I, I will bring you because you want to do this. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. AOG, have you ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. You know why? Because they aren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untuck. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic studs like ourselves. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulky, too long, or too big. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. And no one loves a discount more than your boy. Did you did you play other sports? Yes, wrestling was my main sport. So, also I got to shout out JB, which in the book again I shout out JB um, in in the eight five six Sickleville that chapter. Jordan Bros from my hometown lived in the P section. 
Um, from Rose Gate. Hold on, hold on. That, that's the the wrestler, the, the number one wrestler, and from yeah, in America, he one fought, he fought. Um, I, I love the UFC. He okay, fought, I mean, he wrestled Ben Askren. Okay, Ben Askren was like this, like super, like they had him as like the number one grappler wrestler in MMA ever, and like that dude was like in one FC, and he was like in Bellator, which is like I'm hip to Bellator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um. Like UFC is like the NFL, right? But right. like Bellator is not even the Canadian Football League. Like it's like it's like AFL, B, you know? It's like nah, it's like a legit like these. Dudes, okay, there's fighters in Bellator right now that make more money than UFC fighters. Okay, cause over there in Bellator, you can have your sponsors. Hmm. So I could give someone five you know, k, like yo, put the little VM logo on the side of your shorts. Where they can't do that in UFC because they got deals with like Reebok. Right, and shit. right, right. But. You know, that dude was, uh, like, the number one grappler, and he did an exhibition at the Garden with, with that dude, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, that's why that name sounds so familiar, bro. Yeah, that's... Yo. Savage. Grew up right down the street, knew JB since I was four. That's crazy. That, that, and I, that Again, kinda, that goes back that, to your town, that goes all these dudes. Yeah. This, like, man, I'm serious. The 856, man, like, we we just are blessed. It's a small area. It's, just, it's, a, it's a small area, man. But uh, wrestling, so... You know, being in like the wrestling room with him as a young kid, and he wasn't even a guy yet, but like had a lot of man. I had a lot of people that were were pushing me then. But that was my main sport. I thought I was gonna go to college for wrestling. Um, got burnt out though before high school. Didn't want to do it. Fell out of love with it. Started falling in love with football, um, soccer when I was real young. Which I love soccer. Like I'm a huge fan of soccer. Like, oh yeah, what team you were for? Bayern Munich. Okay. Yeah, Bayern Munich is my squad. Uh, Lewandowski, that's my guy. There you um, go. Philip Lom, he was my favorite player. He retired. Yeah, um, I love soccer too, bro. I'm an Arsenal fan though. So okay, been, it's been rough for the boy. A oh yeah, of for sure. For my sure. favorite player ever was uh, Thierry Henry. Okay, that was my guy, man. My favorite, probably my favorite athlete ever too. Really? Yeah, man. Cause that, cause so my dad, my dad grew up in Greece, uh, super off the boat Greek. Mm. Like if you hear him speak, if he says hello to you, you're like, all right, you're definitely not American. Right. You know what right, I'm saying right. so. Um, he came over here and like like that was like my my bond with my pops like watching sports and shit but in particular soccer and to this day too and uh, that's why I grew up playing soccer right and I think it's very important man being a two sport three sport athlete yeah and not forcing a kid because yo you take things from everywhere right you know, I'm sure wrestling definitely helped you tackling people oh 100% like wrapping up that was like the big thing for me playing football that's why I think I eventually went to defense I mean even though you kind of know that story like how that worked but I'm so happy I went defense because, like, never had an issue tackling. Never. Like, that was, like, what people were like, yo, he does a really good job open field tackling, which is, like, hard for people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially as you get older against better athletes. But, yeah, I have to give wrestling so much credit. Uh, And then work ethic. Like, it's funny. (laughs) And this is super current events. My nephews, both of them, 1-7 and 1-12, they're just getting into wrestling now. First year, both of them. And uh, the younger one, great athlete, seven, like, He's not disciplined yet, and mm-hmm. I love that he's having that moment where it's, it's smacking him in the face. Like he's oh, like, "Yo, yeah. like wrestling's hard. Like it's the humbling, coaches bro. are tough on me." Like, yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah," and you get your ass whooped. Yeah, like he he he. I remember like that he won his first he won his first tournament, and he was like two and zero, and he came home he was, and he was gassed up. Like, "Yo, I'm the man. I'm two and I'm undefeated." And I was like, "Yo, bro, you gotta be humble, bro. Like you just started." Like you just didn't you didn't and, and, you didn't meet your match yet. And like I, not that I couldn't wait for him to take an L, but like, man, we know the saying, like we're older now. Like 
the only way you learn is take L's sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's just the reality of it. Whether it's a sport, whether it's just real life, you know what I'm saying? So now he took a couple L's and he's like, "Yo, this wrestling is tough. Like I gotta like get it together." And I'm like, "Yeah, like you do." So I I definitely give wrestling a lot of credit for that's my thought process. You um do do you do you practice any mixed martial arts now? Or you I don't at all. That's not my world. Um, I uh I I've I've taken like um. Shout out to my guy Sergio. He's been on the show a lot. He fought in Bellator. Okay. And uh, I started doing BJJ with him, jujitsu. Okay. Man, it's you want to talk about humbling, just like wrestling. Like, I'm getting fucking. I, I'm I'm one ninety five, two hundred. Right. I'm probably like over two hundred now because the holiday's been good to me. And I was just <laughs> in South Beach hey. and I did nothing but drink tequila and shit. But, <laughs> um, yo, like first couple class, I probably gotten like. 12 to 15 classes and it's like my new thing bro okay fucking that's all i think about but we do wrestling too mm. and i love the wrestling but it's like yo this kid this kid joey he's in high school he's a he's a he's a sophomore i outweigh him by like 60 pounds but in jujitsu that shit don't matter he's straight just, to it he just <laughs> ragdolls me yeah and you know and even like the wrestling part too man like I, we did a we did a live five minute legitimate bell to bell Match, yeah. the 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 knock in at a 10 seconds mm-hmm. bro five minutes if i had to do another round after that i would have threw up i told serge i was like and that was the first thing we did we did like yeah. our warm-up which is you know a couple laps a couple push-ups i was like yo fam I'm throw up yeah like i'm just I, not I, ready I, yet. I, I can't do another i was like i need to take a break He's like, yo, you ever going to make fun of the fighters again? I was like, I never did that. But newfound respect for, for, sure. for people like that. And even like, even if you wrestle, even if you do like kickboxing or whatever, like anything that you could get your ass whipped in, that's like the ultimate humbling right, experience. Right. Like physically. And I know football, there's a lot of comparisons between the two because like football is just as physical, mm-hmm, if not mm-hmm. more than that. Like you're throwing your body around left for and sure, right. For sure. But yeah, man, that's dope about your nephews though because that's going to that's gonna definitely help them and... and yeah. Kind of alter their life in a good yeah. way, and they don't realize it now. Yeah, it's okay. They, they shouldn't. They shouldn't they realize shouldn't. it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but later down the line, they'll have those moments where it'll 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 hit them, and they'll be like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, wrestling made made football easy. Like any football workout, I was like, "Bro, freshman year high school, I had this. It was called Hell Week. Went through it, man. It's probably one other, maybe two other workouts I've been through in my life that like really had me like, yo." questioning like do i really do i really love this like enough to be to put myself through this and after that after i made it through i was like all right mentally i'm good now like i'm solid like nothing's gonna be able to phase me and it yeah. was only one other thing where i was like yo i really don't know and what was that um it was combine training um it was a rough day it was a saturday we had a lot of running that day so wait, you went you went what what combine like you went to the one um, in India, or is it like the regional ones that you did? So I'm sorry. Well, it was, I call it combine training, but because people who were oh training for the con- okay yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah so right. it was just, so combine pro day whatever just training for you know for your whatever you end up doing. Um, so I was down in Atlanta, and uh, it was a it was probably a month in. So we're pretty good shape. Like you a month in, you got 30 days. Um, but but legs dead though. Like end of the week too. So Saturday. Um, and we had treadmill work and the workout. We had already ran a crazy amount. Then we got on the treadmill. We had two rounds of um, two rounds of 12, 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off, 12 incline. 
huh i'm tired already just and like tw- and like 12 speed <laughs> like yo 12 incline though like like pretty much put the incline to the not to the top but like pretty good close amount. to it yeah close yeah. to it like 12 incline 12 speed yo probably about like five you were like fam there's no way because you didn't have rest and that was the point obviously you know um but there was a kid who went to Auburn, actually. He was at Auburn DB. And I think he was just training with us, actually. And I just knew, like, I knew I knew I was in, I was, I knew I was in good hands. Like, I knew mentally I was a lot better than a lot of, mentally I was a lot better than a lot of the cats there. Like, they went to bigger schools, yeah, which that's a whole nother conversation. That does not matter. I'm just going to put that out there. So, any kid here listening, yo, don't. Don't get caught up in the name of the school Bro, you go half, to. I think I think I saw like forty five percent of the league is undrafted. Yeah, like forty. Yeah, like don't so don't, don't get yeah. caught up in that. Like it doesn't. It helps them, yes, and it does hurt you, but it doesn't. That doesn't mean you're they're better than you. Please don't think that. And I also think you develop a different kind of chip on your shoulder. Way uh, they don't. I feel like yeah, unless they have some deeper stuff that went you know back home from where they grew right, up. Right, right, right. So he's next to me, and I I remember you know. We finished like rep seven or eight, and he looked over to me, and he was like, "Yo, bro, I don't think I'm gonna make it." And I looked right him him dead in his eyes. I'm tired as hell. I'll be honest. I'm tired. And he, I was like, "Well, you said that, bro, not me." Like straight up, he looked right me. He looked back at me. And was just like, "Damn!" Like he was that probably that probably defeated him that even probably more. Him. Yeah, he yeah. was like, "Damn." And like they knew where I went, and I took pride in it. I'm FCS, bro. I'm not big time at all. But, like, and because of that, I know I got to work harder than you. So that's just how I was coming every single day regardless. I'm like, bro, I got to outwork you because these scouts had already told me and these coaches had already told me, like, I can go get the third string safety from LSU before I come see you. So you got to outwork them. So I'm yeah. like, damn. that's And that's how I'm coming. And that's how it should be anyway. Like, that's how it should be. At least in my mind. Nah, yeah, man. And I always feel like I do think I do think the people that get handed things or and look, I don't want to say handed because like for you to go to like Alabama or Michigan. Yeah, you work somewhat. Yeah, you a baller. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't want to take that away from you. But I do think that it's just a different dog, man. And, you know, I, I, I just partnered up with this company, Blue Wire. And, you know, they're partnered with Whistle Sports and all these like big outlets and they have people from nfl network they got people from cbs affiliated with them james jones the Mm -hmm, former mm -hmm. packer he got a podcast with them taj boyd and it's like i was on a conference call with them and everyone's kind of like oh you know we brought this new podcast on veterans minimum and all that and everyone's like saying you know what they do and what they know and i was just like yo i kind of taught myself how to edit i kind of you know utilize a green screen and all you was like i do this look i don't care who y'all are i do this because i had to (laughs) i had to going back to like the working hard because these dudes have journalism degrees and broadcasting and advertising and shit it's like i don't got that right right blind resume if you look at mine and i don't even show my college resume i show like i have a digital media resume which is like pretty much the stats and the analytics of the show and who i've interviewed and whatnot because nowadays i can't tell you the last time someone asked me when i'm going for the podcast and i'm going to promote that what my degree's in they're just like yo do you know how to do this this and that it's like become undeniable that's Mm, the one thing that resonated with me where like you're gonna see my shit you know what i'm saying and 
like i just gotta work harder that's why i pride myself on like yo fam i don't sleep right like right now you're probably looking at me like yo i might pass out at any moment like i pride myself don't get me wrong <laughs> on the weekends i love staying home because i i burn myself out monday through friday right right so like friday night i'm kicking it i pop two three melatonins i I'm sleep out. like a baby no alarm clock saturday and then like the rest of my weekend i'm working on something so it's like on a completely different scale like i have to work harder than these people that have these like connections or the things that they went to school for right you know what i'm saying so it's like i had to i tell people all the time we were talking about this before you started recording like yo it takes me like eight minutes at most to edit a podcast right even if i gotta cut something out but that's because of four and a half years of doing it where now it's like you know, it might take you the first time 45 minutes to do it. But right. Eventually, it's like, yo, that's a cakewalk. Like, it's mm-hmm. not an issue. But it's just like, nowadays, I feel if there's something that you can find on YouTube, you're going to find some little Indonesian kid. It's like 13 years old, and he'll teach you that shit. That's fact. How to edit and all that. So when I was on this conference call with Blue Eye, I was just like, yo, I just work super hard, and I'm a hustler. Like, my whole thing is I want to change that narrative on the word hustler. Like it could be taken as like a negative way and like mm-hmm. the old school way of like, oh, he's a drug dealer. He no, for sure, shit. for sure. But it's like, nah, bro, I'm a hustler. Like my pop sells coffee and donuts on the street. You know, like I know what the true value of a dollar is. Right. If we don't work, we don't eat like for real. And that's what it is. I can't take off work because we're self-employed. And that's right. what this is. You know, so it's like, and, and to bring it full circle with like the kid from Alabama, he probably, or that kid from Auburn, he's probably looking at you like, oh man, this kid's, Man, this kid ain't shit. He went to FCS school. Right. And then when you tell him that, yo, you broke his spirit at that point. That's how that's how I would take it. Right. If like if 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 me and you are doing the same workout and I'm the four star, five star recruit and I played at Ole Miss, I played in the SEC and I was the man at the SEC, I'm like, man, people are gonna look at me and draft me or give me invites to shit just because of where I'm from. Right. right it's the right. same thing they say about first round picks, bro. You a first round pick, they're gonna give you chances because people are gonna sell themselves on the idea that, you know, he was a first round pick though. See that shit in the NBA all the time. These dudes are lottery picks and they're trash. Yeah. But like, well, he's a lottery pick and he's 24. He's 25. Eventually, well, that lottery pick is 38. Like, at yeah. what point do you give up on? I don't him? know the lottery picks that was trash that made it 38 though. Nah, I'm playing. I'm, yeah, I'm joking. Nah, but, but there like, are some like, yo, that's facts. Players, though. That's dude, facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's facts. Joe Kim Noah at 30 was trash. Like he was just burned out. You know what I'm saying? And he he played. He he grew up in Queens too, kind of. Like I know his uh his high school coach was was over there. But um, yeah, man, it's just like when you probably told that dude, and I'm telling you from like my perspective, right. if I was. If I was in his shoes and you told me that, I'd be like, damn, son, I'm not built for this. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I'm here with you. It's just like, like, yo, you, it's just different. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I appreciated that moment, though. That's one of the ones that, like, resonate forever, bro. Your senior season ends. Okay. How soon do you get invited to something? Like, was it, like, was it after draft day? Were you one of those people that got calls right after draft day? or? So, it was like... How was it? Did you, like... Did you expect to get drafted? Was it something that you um like you had your boys over and your family and so the way it went was um right after that last game I started like the 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 whole picking the agent process. Mm-hmm. That happened like immediately and I told all of them it was like six in, six in the mix and like I kind of cut it down to three. One kind of fell off. It was between two. Met with met with one of them. Just felt right. Made the decision. 
I told them I wait until after finals. We waited until after I got my demo finals. And like I said, it was pretty smooth. It was it was a very smooth process. I have to say, um, did that. Went down to Atlanta, December probably like thirty thirtieth or something like that. Um, started training. Did that whole process. Get to pro day, so I didn't do any like combines or anything like that. I didn't get invited to the combine. Um, didn't get invited to any all star games, which I was really surprised. Surpri- no, I wasn't. I shouldn't say that, but I was just like, wow, like I really did think I put a, pr- a solid year together, good mm. two years to be honest. Um, but yeah, so that's that's life though, you know. Um, anyway, we get to draft. Oh, actually, before pro day, I had met with a couple teams. Um, San Diego ended up going to end up being one of the teams I had like dinner with before pro day and things like that. Um, but I was meeting with a lot of teams like they would come into the office. You um, a crier? Did you cry when they called you and shit? Nah, nah, not at all. Because we'll <laughs> no, get I'm to a, that. Yeah, we'll get to yeah, that. But yeah, no, yeah. not even a little bit. No. Um, so then we go pro day. Pro day goes smooth. I had a pre-draft visit. So every team, I don't know if people know this, but pre-draft, every team gets 30 pre-draft visits. I don't know if the, the number change. But wait, so what is that exactly? It's like an official visit for college, but the NFL, you get 24 hours to bring 30 different players up. And it's basically an interview like you come in. So they would go to Sacred Hearts. No, they fly you out there. Oh, you go to them. You do your all your blood work. You do, you know, board work, which are which, which are position coaches. You meet with the coordinators. You meet with the head coach, player, personnel, GM, the staff. You meet everybody, special teams coaches. They fill you out. You fill them out. It's an interview. You ask them questions. They ask you questions. I mean, you're kicking it. Like, I hate yeah. to make it sound formal, but it's just like a, a – and I don't – I hate to make it sound not formal and say it's a day. You're just kind of kicking it and right, chilling. Right. No, you're not. You're. It's business. It's a this job is, This is work. Yeah, yeah, this is an interview. They ask you any weird shit? I get that question a lot now, because um, you hear some of those combine stories where they'll like, yeah, ask people outrageous. Yeah, well, like if you had to kill somebody, would you use a knife or a gun? Yeah, like <laughs> say gun, y'all. Don't say knife. That's that's the weird answer. Don't you don't want to kill anybody? You been told that that that's the case, or or is that just like that's your, just like status quo from what I understand? Like, bro, if you kill them with a knife, bro, yeah, you are sick. I mean, you're sick. I feel like both are bad. One is worse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the best answer. But yeah. all jokes aside, nah, I didn't have any really like weird weird questions or anything like that. Um Yeah, it was it was pretty smooth. So right after Pro Day, um the next day I went to Kansas City. So I had a pre pre drive visit with Kansas City. It was pretty dope. Shout out to KC, man. Like I said, they showed love throughout the process and I really did think I was gonna go there, but things things happened towards the end on draft day, but yeah, well, let's just let's wait until we get there. Um, then then I came home for maybe two days, just trained for two days. Then I had flight out to San Diego, was out there. Love San Diego. Just got back. Miss it, man. Really do. How can you dislike it? It's like what seventy degrees. Seventy five. Every every single. It was snowing in Jersey and it was seventy five degrees. And I was on the beach reading a book. Um, the other day, well, like the seventeenth, January seventeenth, literally the other day. You was reading your book or no? No. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, stop playing with me. <laughs> nah. But uh and then the last team was Tampa. Like came home for about three days and then Tampa uh brought me out there, met with them. My 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 boy Stefan Kelly, he played at um oh, fuck. Missouri Valley. Okay. D two, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he went there as a defensive end and then like four offensive linemen got hurt. And it was funny because he was a year older than me. 
and he was like, yo, I hate linemen, son. Like, all linemen are so trash. Like, and they, just, bumped, they, they moved him over? They moved him to left guard. And then he got a trial. He went to um, he went to Tampa Bay. He got. A, I had him on the podcast, like, two summers ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was telling me about that. And he's a diehard Jets fan. So wow. that's when Revis went there. Right. So he was in. His locker was, like, across from Revis. And he's like, yo, he just pulled up, like, had his, his headphones on and whatnot. And that's when Gerald McCoy was in Tampa. yeah, yeah. And he's like, yo, on one of the plays, McCoy was kind of like bullshitting with someone. And then we went to do the drill. And he's like, I kind of like stalled them, like kept them in check. It was like one of those rush drills where you had to right. and there's like the dummies behind you. And then one of the coaches was like, yo, you know, that kid is D2 to McCoy. And he's like, all right, I'm going to check you again later. And Stefan's like, yo, he just ragdolled me after. Like, like when he wanted to turn it on. He could. He could. Yeah. Crazy. There's some people like that. Yeah. Yeah, some people like so, that. So you you go to Kansas City, they showed you love, and then you go to Tampa. Go to Tampa, um, and then San Diego. Well, San Diego, then Tampa. And, yeah, it was dope. Like, we have dinner usually that night. This is how it went for all three. Is it is it is it a one-on-one experience, or are you there with, like – there could be like three. The most I was there once was three different players. Um, Not from your school. No, just from everywhere. Yeah, there was like a Texas A&M Commerce guy. Uh, there was at KC. There was a Texas A&M Commerce D tackle. There was a safety from Oregon State um, at KC. There was a linebacker from Oregon State at KC. Um, when I was in Kansas City, Tampa. When I was in Tampa, it was just me and Holloman, the safety from Louisville back in the day. He like led the nation in picks. He had like eleven. Um, Interesting. I yeah. feel like that name is familiar. He was number eleven. Number eleven, I want to say. Dog. I. I. Yeah. He, he was there with me. I remember we had dinner with the coaches that night, and because um, it was a safety too, he played more free. I was more strong, but like yeah. And then um, San Diego. San Diego. I want to say it was just me. Yeah, it was just me that day. Um, but they have other people, obviously. But like, yeah, for that day, it was just me. Yeah, um, so that's how I went, man. That's how I went. But it was. A, you have to remember, and I don't think people realize this. Me being from FCS and me being from Sacred Heart specifically, like that side of me was like, yo, that's big time. Yo, that's big time. Like I have friends at bigger schools, starters that like didn't get pre draft visits, none of that, and I was like. Hitting them like yo, yo, where y'all going for your pre-draft visits? Like I thought it was my the norm, because you have to remember this is new to me. Yeah, I, I I don't I didn't have TVs in my locker room like that, and I didn't have like flights to different places. Like yo, I'm straight FCS, bro. Like I get one pair of gloves, and like because <laughs> because no, nah, let's keep it all the way real, right? Nah, I feel Be- you. Because That's what I'm like like because. I was a better player and like I was cool with the equipment manager. I got two pairs of gloves. Like right. I couldn't just be like, yo, let me get five pairs. Yeah. Pre first practice. Like, nah, yeah, fam. These are for warm up and then I switch them yeah, off. Yeah. Like type, yeah, man. Like you get one pair of cleats. Yeah. That's it. So this all this is brand new. I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. I'm super thankful. Like my thought process on this was like different than everybody else. Straight up. Um, so when I'm Going to these places, I'm just super grateful, bro. Gratitude through the roof, straight up. Uh, it was a, it was a dope experience. So after Tampa Bay, that's your last visit. Yeah, and then draft what happens? day. Draft day. So draft day comes. Um, what, what year is this? 2015. 15. Yeah, draft day comes, and uh, day one. Obviously, I didn't expect nothing. Like I, I didn't watch. I didn't even watch day one. I didn't watch day one. I think I just like hung out with friends. We were just chilling. Um, day two call. Day two comes and I get calls from some random teams like, 
Cowboys call me like earlier in the day before the draft even started. They're like, oh, you know, you just moved up on our board. Just think about like this. Never heard anything from them. Like never came to visit nothing. But I'm like, oh, cool. Like, which I get it. That's how it goes. Um, them like Oakland called that day. Uh, Arizona called that day. Teams I never heard of. Texans called that day. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. The other teams that like I knew I had contact with, they called me just like, yo, just checking in. Like, you know, day two starting. Like, be ready. I'm like, all right, well, shit. Like, okay, day two. Like, hold up now, you know. Um, So nothing happened. I didn't even watch day two. I didn't watch day two at all. Um, I watched a little bit of the. No, I didn't watch day two. Matter of fact, no. I feel like you're self aware. I've, oh, I'm big on self awareness. Like, cause, cause I I feel like a lot of people, shit. I, I'm big on self awareness. But if they were to tell me, yo, be on the lookout for day two, I'd probably hit all my friends like, yo, come to the crib and let's. Oh no no no. Okay, so day three comes right. Day three, I get a call from uh, San Diego. I get a call from um, all three of the teams that hit me. They all hit me up in the morning, and um. And like two others, Colts called me. That's the only ones I remember. Colts, really, yeah. Miami, now's it. Just like checking in. So I'm like, all right, day three. So I'm ahead, like my 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 draft like status, like that when it you know it kind of hits like the like where people were predicted to go. I was like a sixth, seventh round to priority free agent, right? So I'm like, all right, like something's going to happen. And, and and I'll be completely honest, as humble as I am, especially coming from Sacred Heart. I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, there's not, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how many people are in the draft. How many spots? 260? I think it's 256. 256, 256 right? I might yeah, be I think 256. 256? In your head, you got to, you're thinking like, bro, there's no way, at least my head. I'm like, there's no way there's 256 people better than me. Like, straight up. Like, because first and foremost, if you don't think that, like, you have to be confident. Right. To play at the next level. Like, you have to think that. So, if you don't think that, I'm going to just be honest, you're probably not ready. Um, but then also don't be naive to the fact that like teams need specific needs. So like some teams just don't need safeties. Right. Like, so there you go. There's a whole bunch of, now you get 220 spots, you know, then yeah, it kind of cuts. Right. Yeah, then te- some teams are just going to take best player available. There's now you're down to 170. Like that's just the reality of it, man. Like then they're, then they're working off their boards. So, but obviously you want to, you want to be drafted. That's, that's dope. Right. Um, I'm thinking KC is going to take me straight up. Six round, they had two six round picks. I, I I won't forget this. Now day three, I sat by myself at my at my parents' house. My godparents were over. My my brother my brother in law, my sister were over. Um, my grand yeah grandparents. Are they over for this or are they over? Yes, just like, no, no, oh, they're, they were there no, for they're over for this. And and I didn't want anything. I told my parents, like, nah, like, no, don't bring anybody over. Like, this normal. Because this is why. To sum, it all, sum all this up is, like, nothing, no, no work was done. Like, nothing happened. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, like, now you have to make the team. Now you have to, like, put the work in. Like, yes, I get this. This People don't even get this shot. Cool. But, like, so what, yo? Yeah, you can't get complacent once that happens. That's yeah. why you got to, like... Yeah, dude, like, it's it's crazy, man, because when I put out content and when I first started doing the podcast, like I had my buddy Matt on. He's a comedian in, mm-hmm. in the city. He's been for like 12 years now, grew up in the neighborhood, and uh, he's been on MTV and whatnot. And um, 
you know, he had this dope analogy, bro. And I always tell him, like, I'm always going to shout you out because it's like one of my favorite things I've ever heard. And he's like, yo, life is like the gumball machine when you were growing up as a kid and you go to the supermarket with your parents or your mm-hmm. grandparents. You know, that shit was like the 25 cent yeah, gumball. Yeah, you twist it. Yeah. And like how hyped you were when you were seven, eight years old and that shit is spiraling all the way down. And you eat the gumball and you're like, oh my God, this shit is mad juicy. It's like all right. full of flavors. And then what happens after 10 minutes? That shit goes stale. It's, yeah. it's not juicy no more. It's like you need that new thing. So he's like, yo, he's like, what gets me through being a comedian and like going to do sets in the city at 2.45 in the morning in front of four people because that's the only time I get booked is knowing that, all right, MTV hit me up. This show hit me up. They re-upped me for a second season. I'm doing all this. I'm growing. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly moving forward and I'm progressing in my field. Mm-hmm. It's the same way like with the podcast. Like after the first year, people people started gravitating to me. I started my other two podcasts and those are doing right. well. And then like I linked up with this company, Chat Sports. I had this company from London, right? Like my sports betting show is one of the best ones in the world. Never interacted with them. Right. So I was like, all right, man, you know what? Whew. This shit don't suck. Something's working. <laughs> hey, right? like, yeah. Like, yo, nah, but for real, like, yo, I don't want to, I don't like wasting my time. I don't like wasting people's time. Right, right, you right. You know? So then blue uh, we get invited to a couple of companies which i'm gonna leave out just because mm-hmm. you never know if we'll link up with them again but it's like all right yo our, this shit is good and i was always s- like separating myself you know mm-hmm. and it was just like validating man we're like all right it doesn't suck the effort i'm putting in it's it's validation for as much as people don't want to say that they need it it is, but you got to stay humble with it too. Right. Don't let it get to your head. But it's also, it's good to get a pat on the back to know that you're not wasting your time. Right. Because if I was doing this for four and a half years, fam, and I got no momentum, I don't know if I'd be doing it. Right. But it's like, I understand that it's going to take time, dedication, all those like cliches and shit. But like with you, I I totally agree with you where like you still needed to put the work. Bro, you, I, yeah, like I felt like I did nothing. And I was like... I mean, it was wild. Like, basically, after the draft, San Diego called me, and I was they, how, how quick after the draft ended. All right, so okay, um, was it the same day? Was it a couple of days later? No, no, no. It was it was it was minutes later. Um, oh shit! So because I've heard my, my fault to cut you off, but yeah. I've heard about stories where like. You know, the draft ends and they go, oh, there's the conclusion to the draft. See you next year. And then it's like people start getting phone calls. My boy, my boy, Stefan Kelly, he got he's like, yo, about maybe 30 minutes after they're like, yo, pack your bags. You got he missed his graduation. Same. He missed his graduation. I never walked. You got to. Yeah, I never walked. Yeah. Um, No. So uh, Casey had those two six round draft picks, right? I remember before I left KC, literally, I'm about to I'm about to walk into the D coordinator's office at the time. Um, he's not the DC anymore, um, but I walk. I'm about to walk in his office. I just finished with uh, the DB coaches. Um, Al Harris was one of them at the time. I don't know if Al is still there actually, but former Eagle. So I'm like, yo, this is my dog, and they know him from South Jersey. So he's like, yo, G, like, what's good? Um, but long story short, I remember them saying like, yo, we gonna have to take this kid like. They, like, pulled my film up. They were talking to me, like, yo, this play right here, break this down to me. And I was, you know, just being myself. And I remember them right in front of the D coordinator, like, yo, 
we're gonna have to take this kid like somebody gonna take this kid and in my head i'm like hell yeah y'all got a jab <laughs> like, like i'm like six round i know y'all got two six round jab picks bro y'all got that supplemental pick like what's good and um i mean i'm joking in my head and i'm not saying it out loud but i'm like yo come on fam y'all better stop playing so anyway um both those picks go by one of the kids one of the linebackers the linebacker from oregon state he gets taken i'm like damn I'm like all right but happy for him though happy happy for him which real quick sidebar yo um you can't hate yo just to anybody you can't hate because like especially in the league or any professional sport or anything you can't hate period because if you're hating on somebody and i i I have to make this very specific i hate when people hate on people with kids even more because you're you're not even hating on the fact that that person's being successful you're hating that that little kid is eating yo like food like not eating like in success like eating food yeah. Like, think about that. Like, you think about how crazy that sounds, yo. Just had to throw that out there. So that's nah, why I hate. I feel p- you, bro. I actually, I actually talked about this recently. Yeah. I think one of my Instagram captions might have been that too, where, like, yo, I can't front. I used to be salty. No, we can't, bro. I I used to be, and then like when I stopped hating and I started like genuinely being happy for my peers' success. Yo, that's when shit started to change for me. Bro gotta be that way yeah you can't you can't nah, that's i feel you but I, i'm with you now yeah but I, I also think that's maturing like you're way more mature than like you're 26 now you're way more mature than than me at 26 mm. like i've become this way like within the last year and a half okay because i had my own trials and tribulations that i went through that we kinda, all do yeah that kind of like shaped me up yeah you know we what I'm all saying? Do. um so yeah so basically six six round um both chief chiefs picks go by and I'm like, damn, like they didn't take me, right? KC traded up to get Melvin Gordon. I'm sorry. San Diego moved up to get Melvin Gordon. They they let go of their seventh round pick. Fifth round. Fifth round, right? Oh, I actually forgot to shout out to Kyle Emanuel. That's my dog. Um, he just retired recently, but they took my boy Kyle with fifth round, fifth round pick. Uh, FCS dude, North Dakota State. Um Sixth round, it was I get a call from San Diego before the Chiefs picks though, right? And uh or in between maybe one of them or something like that. Cause I remember being on the phone seeing both picks go and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. Um Coach Williams calls me and he's like, Yo G, look, he's like, I'm in we're in the war room right now. It's between you and Darius Phylon. He's he's still there now, I wanna say. Um he plays D tackle number ninety three. And uh they're like, yo, we're taking you or him. Like, it's just you two. He's like, I'm going to be fighting for you, bro. I'm like, work. I appreciate you. Like, it's what it is, right? Um, Obviously, I'm being optimistic. I'm like, all right, they're going to take me. Like, no, it's all good. And uh, the pick goes. The pick goes. They take Darius final. I'm like, I'm like, all right, no worries. Bro, I'm very, like, control what you can control, bro. Like, I'm not finna, like. Once again, that's hating if, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who Darius Valon. Cool dude. Met him, you know, once we were there. Like, happy for him. Like, bro, go do your thing. He's an Arkansas D tackle. Anyway, I get a call immediately after. Yo, G, yo, we're done our picks. Um, the organization wanted a little more depth up front. Like, sorry, it didn't work out. But, and this is the Chargers. This is Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So at that point, from like, because you know how like people always talk about like tampering and all that stuff like that. Um, they were like done their draft. They're already done. So like they're hitting. They're now calling because they traded up for Melvin for the seventh round. So they're calling. They're like I was on the phone with them like 
the whole seventh round, basically. Not the whole seventh round. That's a long time. But like 20 minutes, at, min- at minimum 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to hang up on them because like Tampa called. They had to talk to them. Then Casey called, talked to them. And the conversation with Casey was weird. I only talked to the scout, which like it was all love on the visit and stuff like that. And things just got like weird. He was it was a weird experience. I'll kind of leave it there. I was like, whoa, I was honestly leaning towards Casey. Then just like things were said. And I was like, all right, bro, like energy was off. And I'm Mm. not even I'm not even a big energy guy like that. But like that time I felt it. I was like, yeah, whoa, bro. I've become a big vibe and energy guy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Let me, I was like, so-and-so's on the phone. Let me call you back. He was like, all right, no worries. But like, now he didn't say no worries is what I'm saying. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, San Diego called me back. Still talking, talk to everybody. Uh, uh, DC, both special teams coaches, both DB coaches. Um, uh, who am I forgetting, man? The area scout, the, uh, like the chief like all these people like legit it was like 10 of them on a on a conference call with me and i'm just like jumping from person to person to person they're like gee you know we want me and in my head there was there was a very vivid moment where i'm like yo they can be talking to anybody in the world right now in the world yo the world craig but like i'm joking but like uh (laughs) shout out to the friday reference but like um yeah, I'm thinking like, wow, they could be talking to anybody right now. Like, they're on the phone with Gordon Hill. Wow, like that's a blessing, and I'm really thankful for this. So it just felt right mentally. I already knew I didn't really want to go to Tampa. Tampa wanted me to play linebacker, and I wasn't wasn't really what I want. I'd rather start as a safety in the league and then work my way down a linebacker, not mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're linebacker, and that's what you're doing. Right now, I know Tampa ran Tampa too, which is more like a rover anyway. But I was like, nah, I didn't want to really do that because of that. Let me play safety and then be like a nickel dime linebacker from there. So it kind of worked itself out. Um, sign up bonus wise, it was like a difference between like a thousand dollars between all the teams. So I was like, I wasn't really stretching off that because that didn't mean anything to me. Like I'm trying to make sure I'm playing, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so literally, when I knew it felt right, I'm mind you, I'm in my room by myself, watch every single pick from day three. Um, I was, I was like, all right, Coach Williams, I'm gonna call you back. Peace. Called my agent. It was like, yo, look, I want to go to San Diego. Like, it wasn't, when I mean, it reminded me of, like, Wolf of Wall Street in the, in, in, you know, in the room when it, all those calls, hey, let me all right, let me call you right back. Yeah. That's how it is. That was 100, that was 100% how it was. That's fire. Like, your phone is just ringing. Right. And, like, everybody's trying to tap in. And you're like, yo, hold on one second. I'll call you, right? Like, not call you back. Just stay on the line. Bye. Yo, what's good? All right. All right. Sounds good. Cool. Let me, let me. Tampa's on the line, bet. Yo, what's up? That's exactly how it was. There, there was the only way to describe it. So call my agent. He's I was like, yo, I want to go to San Diego. He said, you sure? I said, yeah. He said, all right, let's make it, let's make it make it, you know, get it done. Called them back. Coach Williams was like, yo, let's do it. Coach Milo was like, let's do it. And then that was it, bro. Like, yeah. Uh five days later, go out to I was the- going. OTAs. And how was how was that? Did you did you see any of the like OTAs? Was it the voluntary ones or was like yeah OTAs is is voluntary yeah so it's optional team activities. Everybody was there except Weddle. Um, Yeah, he wasn't there. It was a lot going on contractually with him and stuff. Um, So he wasn't there, which you know obviously wanted him to be there. Like he one of the people that I from a football standpoint really looked up to. Yeah, Um, just respected his game. Uh, But everybody else was there for the most part. Like you know, Brandon Flowers and. And um, I'm trying to think. 
was uh i really like casey hayward wasn't there yet was he nah nah, nah. this, nah, there, this is all on, yeah because yeah. i remember when casey hayward left green bay and went there he became like an all pro yeah he did his thing baller, yeah i've always had like a weird soft spot for the chargers because I just love the jerseys growing up. Oh yeah, they're fire. I had the LT, the 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 OG LT yeah. one. Like I the just first seen edition. LT the other day. Um, I say the other day. I just seen LT like six months ago out in super random. I'm sorry, um, in Chicago at what's the pizza spot? Giordano's. Mm-hmm. Giordano's. He was with his family. I think he was out there for like Complex Con. But I seen Ferg. I seen Ace at Ferg and him. And like within first, and within five minutes of each other, I was like, what's up, Ferg? And then I seen LT. I was like, LT, you probably don't even know me. I know you with your family, bro. We met like three different times out in San Diego. He used to play out there. He was like, oh, he was like, bro. He was like, you know, I meet so many people. I was like, fam, you don't even gotta explain it, bro. Yeah, like, good to see you. Cool. Peace and blessings. Like, right, right, you know right, I mean? right. But sorry, yeah, but yeah, those jerseys, yeah, the, the the powder blues you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the best jersey of all time. Sports jersey. Mm, I, I'm not gonna argue that. Not gonna argue that, at all. Like the new one, not this new. the The new edition one, I, I don't really fuck with it. You talking about the old one? I was talking about the the the, the classic one. The classic yeah. one, with yeah. The, with the bolt up on the, the up on the, the shoulder, shoulder pad. pad. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so so you 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 go out to San Diego. Um, what it what's training camp like? Um, so first it's like it's OTAs first. OTAs was like super chill. Um, not super chill. I shouldn't say that, but a lot of learning, right? A lot of class, rookie class, a lot of learning. Just like you could, you could get cut at OTAs. Yeah, the Clemson quarterback got cut. I forget his name. He was right in between. I forget. Oh my god, I'm forgetting like the quarterbacks from back in. Was that back, that that wasn't Taj Boyd? Was it? It was right after Boyd. After the one Boyd. year before be, between Boyd. Right. Number eleven was his number. I, f- I think was his number. But like anyway, he got cut in OTAs. I was like, dang, they're not playing, bro. This is like real. This is real life. Um, so OTAs, it's like a month long. Um, and then after that, you have rookie minicamp. So, but at, before before you start rookie minicamp, you go home for like a month. It's like this gap. Like it's OTAs for a month. Everybody's training. Then you go home for like three weeks to a month, right? And then rookie minicamp. So all the rookies are there. And they bring all the, the tryout guys on. And uh, we had the upper hand because we were there for a month. Like we learned So you got playbook. to learn the system. And yeah, like we had right. our playbook. I'm on like install eight, nine. They come in and it's like they don't even give them iPads. Like a lot of people don't know that. If somebody makes a team off of rookie minicamp, like that, mean, that means in those two days, those couple practices, they were working. Like mm. they really showed enough. They were like, yo, we got to have this person on the team because it's set up for you to fail. If you're a rookie, yeah, because you're at a disadvantage if, if right. they're coming in after you and you've been there at OTAs. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So, rookie minicamp was really easy. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, yeah, like I felt, I really felt was like I was like, all right, I got this. Like, just not not saying I got this in it, but like I knew the rookie that you belonged though. I knew I belonged. Like rookie wise, I was elite. Oh, uh, you know, like straight up, I was like, yeah, like there's not. Mentally, there's not too many people like that are really are going to do this like how I'm going to do this. Then the vets came, then training camp came, and was I shouldn't say it was humbling because like I already knew it was going to be humbling. You know what I mean? Like I already knew like yo look, <laughs> that's where Eric Weddle like he been he been doing this, bro. So I knew it was like just learn, just play fast and just learn and listen. 
Um, one of the one of the fans actually sent me a question because I get questions from members of the Patreon. Okay. And uh, I mean, you you are, you're answering it right now. So okay. Yeah. Shout out to Bernsey, by the way. But yeah, continue. Man. Yeah, it was it was it was it was just learn like, so. I was my thought process was, don't say don't talk too much. Ask questions. Don't be, don't be, uh, I don't want to say it wasn't like be a, have a shyness about it. Like, yo, if you have a question, ask it, go ahead. But like, don't be in a way. Only time people need to see you is like on the field, doing what you're supposed to do, period. Um, are the vets dope? Like, are they there to give you a hand? Cause the in vets a way- are, the vets are. Okay. So like the Weddles and the Keen yes. Allens of the world. Yes. But like then the rookies probably like, like you're competing for the same thing. The rookies actually, everybody's, it's, it's such a newness. Everybody's, yeah, we're competing. We know we're competing. But it was still a little bit of love. Just a, not a not love, but like an understanding. Like, look, man, we all in this kind of together. We all trying to figure this out. We all going to compete. It was the second and third year players that were like still in a rookie contract. Yeah. Cause that, you- that was the like, nah, I ain't love, bro. Because they've been in it for a year. They know, like, bro, they're bringing you in to take my spot. Right. Yeah. I'm on a rookie contract, bro. Nobody makes crazy amounts of money on a rookie contract. Unless you're like a. Unless you're a first, second, and third round pick. Yeah. That's it. So they're like, you ask them a question, they're like, nah, bro, I don't know. They know, obviously. And you can't get mad at that. You you got to know. It's like, gamesmanship, bro. It's gamesmanship. You got to know it. You yeah. Know. yeah. Or just figure it out, bro. Yeah. Straight up. And. But the vets, like, if I ask it, Dub, if I ask, like, Weddle, something, he's like, yeah, bro, like, yeah, you got that. Stucky, Stucky, shout out to Stuck, yo. That's big. That's another big bro. He looked out for me when I was out there. Like, I had a question. He's like, gee, you got this right here, bro. Like, that's it. Um, Brandon Flowers. Man, he looked out for me for sure, too. Um, I told B. Flow, probably after OTAs, a good month in, like, I didn't want to be, like, the, the fan. Um because you can't be first and foremost, and it wasn't like I was competing against them necessarily because we played two different positions. But like, I'm a diehard Virginia Tech fan, been a fan since five. So, and he's one of my favorite players from Virginia Tech ever. Mike Vick got you. Mike Vick got me. Yep, that's how I, that's how I start the book off. Literally, Mike Vick. Mike Vick. That's yeah. how you. Yeah. Um, and Mike Vick got him too. We had that talk, and he was like, I told him one day, I was like, Yo, Flo, I. I didn't want to tell you straight, like, you know, right away. I had to get to know you a little bit. But I was like, yo, I'm a diehard Virginia Tech fan, bro. I've been since five. Like, I watch every single one of your games. Like, you're one of my favorite players. And he's, like, kind of, like, like, chuckled it, like, gee, why you ain't so long, bro? <laughs> like, like, he was like, he's like, why you got to, like, you could have just told me. I'm like, nah, bro, fam, I wasn't going to tell you right away. But, no, nah, all seriousness, though, um, if I ever had a question, like, he'll tell me. Matter of fact, he said the most important thing to me. He probably don't even remember this, but. Right before the Cardinals game, the first preseason game, uh, no, Dallas, first preseason game, Flo came up to me, and, like, we were getting closer, like, and not closer, but I was my best friend, and we are hanging out, like, all the time, nah, but, like, you know, he, he was, it was, that was, like, big bro now, like, he knew my, he knew where I was at, you feel right, me, like, right, right. this is new to me, I'm a, from a small school, people knew I was a small school kid, and um, he would just kind of like look out like he always be like yo G Hill you good and, and little things like that yo that make a dip makes such Hell a different yeah, show and of course yeah, like people don't people don't realize that just just ask me if I'm good yo is everything straight like he would always be like G Hill you good bro and I'm like I'm good he'd be like 
He was like, all right, bro, just let me know if you like you need anything. I'm like, yo, thank you. Um, he he pulled me to the side right before the game. He was like, yo, G, remember everything we you did in college, bro? I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, this the secret. Like, do the same exact thing you did then. Now, he's like, the only difference is we get paid for it and more people come to watch. That's the secret. Hmm. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, it's the same. He was like, bro, practice harder than the games. Interesting. And so, like, the speed wasn't. Dang, I didn't gave away the secret. (laughs) (laughs) The the speed speed wasn't, like, because you always hear about that, right? Like, from high school to college, it's a leap, and then college to the pros. Well, no, there is a little bit of difference. Um, the difference, I wouldn't even say the game necessarily was faster. It's just more, it's, it's just a little bit faster because everybody's more efficient. So for me, you know, covering receivers, right? Nobody wasted steps. There was no like three steps out of your break. It was like one cut out your break. Like, you know, everything is so calculated. Everybody's so efficiency is the only word I can really say. Like people were so efficient at what they were doing. And it wasn't even the receivers. It was the quarterbacks. I have to say this to say this. And I hate I don't hate it. I I, kind of laugh at it. But I do inform them sometimes, especially if they get out of hand with it. When I hear people say, oh, that quarterback sucks. Listen to me. Please, the third string quarterback on our team was nice. Mm-hmm. The fourth string quarterback on our team was nice. Like if you're there, fam, trust me. Like nobody's trash. There's nobody like every in real life. Everybody's Madden rating was like a ninety or higher at quarterback. <laughs> no, 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 legit. No, nah, I feel you. No, legit. I'm like, yo, everybody's like on time. They don't throw a bad ball. If they see, if there's nothing there, throw it out of bounds. Like there's no. Oh, he's a 73 overall. Oh, he's a no. Everybody like a 90. Like at that position. There's so many limited, like, they can be so picky at that position that everybody's so good. So I hate when I people say when I hear people say, Oh, he's horrible. And so then, I should stop saying that I'm better than Chad Henney? Yes. No, 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 no. Yo, honestly, 100 percent And 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 even as a DB, when people say, like, oh, that corner's horrible, he can't cover why does he start, fam. Yo, please I, stop that. I also think, I also think, I, I think, no lie, especially the last like, f- from the time you played, like the fourteen season mm-hmm. to now. Yeah, you know, like growing up, people would say, "Yo, the hardest thing to do is hit a baseball." Bruh, I think now the hardest thing Playing to do cornerback? is cornerback is, is cover a receiver. Yo, first of all, you can't hit them. Yeah, you can't right? touch them. You can't touch them. You, you know, you you have me lined up like I'm passing, catching the pass, and you're like, "Yo, I'm gonna hit him right in his chest." Like you got me pinned out you know and i know it happened so fast but then like i ducked down and now it's home with the helmet you're getting a targeting you're getting a personal foul i think now covering a receiver is crazy and especially when the receiver knows where he's going and you're playing like guessing it. that's every play yeah that's every play to me playing cor- the hardest position in football is other than quarterback is cornerback like 100 like i give them so much respect yeah. like they're different athletes like there's safeties in the league that cannot play corner at all. Probably not trying to disrespect anybody, but like eighty percent of them. There's a good twenty percent that can be like, all right, I'll line up. Come on. But there's a good amount that like cannot do it. And it I may mean, not be eighty exactly. You see but it like, all the time when like a safety will be lined up on like yo. a tight end or a or a slot receiver, and then it's like, Oh, that's food. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about the X, the X and the Z. Like I'm yeah. talking about the Y guys. Yeah. Like them. 
Like, bruh. So, yo, you play, you play, um, what, uh, when did you play the Cardinals? What game was that? So, we played them, we played them second game. So, did you play, did you play in the first game? Played in the first game, yeah. I had my first tackle, graded out 100%. Okay. I (laughs) I saved that picture. I remember I sent it to my D coordinator. I was like, yo, like, I graded out 100, like, that's pretty solid. Like, no mistakes, you know what I mean? Had a tackle. Um, I was excited about that. Did obviously. you play a lot in that first game? No, nah, I didn't play too much. First game was like a lot of the lot of the the vets because uh. it's like it's like their first. Right, right, right. It. it was like fourth quarter, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. fourth quarter, you get in a couple drives. Um, second game, I get in and like, all right, I'm feeling it a little bit. I'm like, okay, like I, it's weird too, especially being in my position because like you don't you can't get excited for the game. Because you know you're not getting in until later. Right. Question. Yeah. Did you make it past after that first game? There's cuts. You see it on hard knocks all the time. So you made it obviously there. past mm-hmm. that first mm-hmm. round of cuts. Mm-hmm. And then it's game two. Yep. Okay. So at that point, are you more excited? Because you're like, yo, there's less people. Maybe I'm going to get more burn. Um, nah, I'm not even That's thinking also your about attitude it. is more nah, like. I'm not even, I'm not even thinking. About, I'm not on some like happy to be here like at all. I'm like, yo. Every day it could be because people there's in the NFL there's no guaranteed contracts. If you're on a day day to day schedule, everyone okay? Like I like, like that to be you know like you can get cut on any given day. Um, but second game comes up and like you know you're not getting until later. Mm-hmm. So another thing is like you can't get excited until halftime. Like all right, halftime hits now. Vets are out. Like let's get it. Um, played a lot on special teams that game, a whole lot and. I remember this is a this is a funny story. I actually have a video to this. <laughs> so I um what's his name? Jordan uh Jackson Shipley. Jackson Shipley, Jordan Shipley's little brother from Texas. Yeah. Jackson Shipley is we're on punt <laughs> and Jackson Shipley's catches up um the punt return. And I'm running down the sideline. I was one of like the wings, right? I'm not the gunner, but like the wing connected to the to the line, right? And I'm running down the field. He's coming my way, and there's a linebacker next to me. <laughs> and I, in my eyes, it's it's a solid hit. I ain't going to gas it. But, like, yo, solid hit right on the sideline, like, blowing back a little bit. Like, literally, he went out of bounds and was sitting there for a little bit. Like, I hit him, you know, and I was what, like, I was known for. Um, <laughs> and Larry Fitz picks him up, like, yo, bro, get up, bro, get up. So you see in the video, like, him picking him up. I get up snapping because I'm in like that was was that my first play? That was my I think my first play of the game, mm-hmm. actually. And was it? I'm trying to think. Mm, no, nah, it wasn't. No, nah, it wasn't. This is like second drive. This is so anyway. Um, I hit him and I'm getting up and I'm snapping and I'm, I'm not going to curse on here, but I'm I'm super nice off the field. But on the field, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to talk shit. You know, uh, it's it's just part of the game. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, man, that's, that's, yeah. that's regular. Yeah, it's, re- it's regular. I, right? I kind of feel awkward when people don't talk. Right. It's like, like at any level, it's yeah. like, oh, you, like, you got no pride. <laughs> right, right. So I'm snapping on him because I am look like I smacked him. And I did. It was, a, it was a good hit. And it's right on their sideline. Like, it's out of bounds on their sideline. Larry Fitz picks him up. And Larry Fitz is like, yo, bro, get up, little bro, get up. He, like, picks him up by his shoulder pads because he's, like, face down. And he's, like, not that he was out cold. It wasn't. But, like, just helping him up. And then I'm cursing him out. Uh, <laughs> Tyron Matthew comes up and, like, sees me cursing him out. 
And Tyron Matthews starts cursing me out. He's like, hey, yo, bro. It just starts snapping. I'm, but I'm not even hearing him, though. I'm, I don't hear a thing he says, but it's mad funny because my teammates are like, yo, bro, Tyron Matthews just cursed you out, dog. <laughs> I was like, bro, I ain't worried about him. Mind you, no lie. Like, year, like a couple years prior, he was my screensaver. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, played DB. We pretty much yeah, played the same yeah, position. Man. Like, respected his game. Like, that was who I was modeling my game after. One of my favorite players I've ever watched. Right. Like, yeah. bro, I got utmost respect for, 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 for Cuz. So, yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'm like, so, like, all right. <laughs> I got this tough guy personality on. But I'm just enjoying the game, enjoying the moment. Like, bro, it's my second NFL game. Like, man, look. But that was a dope moment. And then, um, yeah, that was one of those memorable ones, man. But to get to this, a uh, couple plays later. Oh, same game. Same game. Yeah, a couple plays later, um, I drop, I cover three. I'm a middle field player. Something I do every single day. I see Logan Thomas was in at the time at quarterback. I think he ended up going to Buffalo, um, playing tight end. Yeah. Uh, quarterback yeah. and then tight end or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, He's with the Lions now. I think so, yeah. yeah. Virginia Tech guy. Virginia Tech yeah, guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He drops back, and J.J. Nelson ran like 4-2-5, 4-2-6 at the combine from UAB. He's like out wide across on the other side of the field for me. And I seen seven-step drop, and I'm getting to my spot in the middle of the field. And I see, I was like I said, Logan did a seven stop, seven steps. So I'm like, yo, he about to bomb this thing. And he got the fastest player in the league at the time. Like, yeah, JJ Nelson was. He had the fastest yeah, time other nah, than Chris yeah, he Johnson. Was, he was, he was always a burner. Like, like he made plays for them in the regular season too. Like, mm-hmm. probably had like maybe what ten catches one year, but there were like you know on average forty yard bombs. Right, right, right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, um, I'm like, yo, he about to go deep, and he did, he did. I just didn't see he uh he ended up getting hit. Um, so it was a duck because I kind of checked back down with JJ, like, all right, where's he at? Trying to track him. He got hit. So then when I look up to find a ball, I couldn't see it right away. I'm like, where's it at? And then I see it's like all the way back there. So I'll go to put the brakes on and then I come back down. And when I put the brakes on, my knee just like something weird happened. I was like, what the heck? Like, what was that? Um, and come back to the balls, incomplete pass. Could have picked it if like nothing happened. But something weird happened to my knee, and I knew something was wrong, but I had never been injured, never missed a game in college. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, um, I didn't think I was injured. Finished the drive out, but, like, I knew something was wrong because I just didn't have the, the like, the giddy-up anymore. Yeah. Like, that quick twitch wasn't there. And, and I always say, man, that nobody knows their body better than them. Yeah, the quick twitch wasn't there. I remember I was lined up in um, – I wasn't in man, but we were in uh, match thirds. And basically, it's like kind of man if you get a certain concept from the offense. And uh, Jackson Shipley runs like a deep over route, which it was a deep over and an under. So I was the scene player. I had to take take a JJ deep, all yeah. – I mean, not JJ, um, Jackson Shipley. all the way across the field. So I'm like, Lord, man, like I don't have it. Like it's not there. I felt like – I felt like – um little bow wow on like mike when like he didn't have his sneakers he didn't on. have his sneakers i was like yo <laughs> like, mj and space jam yeah the stuff i'm like yo like whoa i can't like go fast and then there's a couple other plays like we stuffed him a couple times and it didn't even hurt but it just wasn't uh it wasn't there like i just didn't have the burst we get a three and out um i come to the sideline they and, and did I'm, they know that something was up 
I went because I'm like, yo, my knees. No, I'm like, saying, but like the sidelines that they. Oh had, no, no, no! Shocked at them. Like, yeah, no. nobody could tell. Yeah, like when we watched it back, like on the film, then it was like, okay, I see where it happened, because mm-hmm. I was like, kind of like a little hitch at the top. Um, but yeah, man, I sat down, and knee blew up. Like after that adrenaline went away, and they were, I was like, yo, something's up, and yeah. And what was it? Chip Carter's underneath the kneecap, which like it, w- it would have been better if it was a break in a bone. It would have been better if it was a ligament tear. All those can be repaired. Cartilage, like, you can't repair cartilage. Like it's whatever your body has, they, it has. Um, so that was I was like, oh man. Well, we didn't find out till later. Um, which that's a whole another process to like sort of get into. But um, I went and got like a second and even third opinion and. Um, the second and third opinions, and even a fourth opinion, were all like said the same thing, and they were like, "Yeah, it's chip cartilage underneath the knee," and got a different different uh, options on what should be done, and tried one option, knee blew up blew, blew up on me again, had to get the surgery, but um, yeah, man, was there until week four, week four. Oh, so you were one of final cuts. So, so now, so this is teachable moment. Um. Basically, what happens is when you're on IR, you can't get cut. That was mm-hmm. one of the things that was negotiated in the um, collective bargain agreement from like tw- like years ago. Yeah, when like, it was like going to be the lockout, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That so was, that was 2011. Yeah, I remember the Giants won the Super Bowl that year. Cam's Cam's uh, rookie year. Right. Yeah. So like that, like you can't be cut when you're injured, which was like a blessing because like. I'm 21. Like I'm like I never been injured. I don't know what's about to go down. Like I didn't know even know how the whole whole thing went. Um, so I'm rehabbing it and everything like that. And then um, finally it gets like really it it gets better. Like I'm rehabbing it with, with San Diego, and I'm there for what six seven weeks something like that um, into the season now. Um, I'm into week four because I'm thinking preseason too, right? So I still have some some other games. So. Um, but yes, but yeah, we eventually get into the yeah, season. Yeah, okay. we get into the season, and um, yeah, man. Um, it, I, I was I was hundred percent like I have videos of I'm like one hundred percent like I'm full speed, no hitch. I'm like all right, cool, rehab this thing. Um, the chip was really small at the time, so at that moment they ended up releasing me because now I am technically healthy, right? Um, and there was like a little, you know, a little settlement, settlement agreement and stuff. And I had to work out for like the Browns, had to work out for um, some other teams and nothing ended up coming from it. Um, but with that being said, it was almost like a blessing in disguise because before I got to those, before I got to those workouts, I got home on like a Monday to Monday, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was just, like, working out, like, at my high school, just, like, doing normal stuff I was yeah. already doing at, the, at in San Diego. Like, just to keep my, you know, stay sharp. I got a workout right, about, right, to, right. about to come up. Thursday morning, Thursday at, after workout, knee blew up on me again, like, filled up with fluid again. I was like, fam, what? Like, no, bro. Like, there's no way. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. So, I'm like, all right, well, I got to get it. Like, at this point, I have to get surgery. I was like, I can't just go to a team knee blows up and they're gonna yeah. be like fam what why you've been showing up why are you showing you up yeah. bro like you know what i'm saying like that like so i was like all right i gotta get this together like for life 
Not even, you know what I'm saying? For like life. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be walking around with a hit your whole life. Right. Afterwards. I feel right. You. So get the surgery. Super crazy story. Mad people don't even know this. This is not anywhere. Literally, I take, I get surgery. I get surgery the, the 10 minutes after, I, as I'm being put in the car after like getting surgery, Kansas City called. Swear to God. Nobody, like, literally nobody knows that. Literally calls like, hey, ready to fly you out. It was good. Just so you got released, like, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, I just got knee surgery. And they're like, fam, what? Damn. Man, that's like a, that's like something, something nobody knows. Yeah, man. So then when when do you officially hang it up? So I eight months go by. Eight months go by. Um You start getting ready for the year after? Yeah. Exactly. So like, are you feeling like your old self at any point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At like eight months, I am. Um, got a microfracture surgery, and they said it's going to take like eight, nine months to really start like trusting it. Be, it was more mental than it was physical. Um, and it was a, it was a, it was the quick fix. It was a, it only going to work for about two to three years because basically it's just scar tissue filling in the the hole that they drill, right? So I was like, hey. Two to three sounds good to me. Like we can work Better on than it. nothing. Better than nothing, right? Yeah. The other the other fix was a transplant, cartilage transplant. That's like two years. So I was like, nah, nope, I'm good. Um, so yeah, start feeling better. Um, did a couple more workouts. Um, after like the eight month mark, nothing really came from it, and I was like, you know what? At this time, the book had came out. I wrote the book the day I I had started writing the book right after. You got hurt? Right after, like the next morning, wrote 50 pages. Um, then I got into photography. Um, three months in. Started traveling a lot. Still was rehabbing, don't get me wrong, but three days here, three days here, three days here. Just lifestyle photography. People just let me document their weekends. So I started like really falling in love with that. Um, really enjoying it never had other passions other than the sport because it took up so much of my time right so i really got to i learned a lot about myself through the injury which i'm super excited about um don't get me wrong do i want to keep playing of course yeah one financially it helps you out long term for life right two you get to play football like right fam what are we playing talking? a kid's game but you can't pay yeah what are we talking about like right, obviously right, right. yes um but no never was i like depressed i was definitely like in a dark place because it was unknown I've never been injured and never been without like. And also you don't, I'm sure like once you started realizing that you were going to have a chance to play in the league, I felt like you might've put all your eggs in one basket. No, I never felt that way. No, no. Like I I had already graduated, like had my degree, had a plan. I was like, this is this bonus to me straight up. Interesting. Yeah, this was, I was, like I said, I was never the one like, I want to go to the NFL. No, I was, that wasn't me. So that's probably why you felt that way. Exactly. Yeah, I was the opposite. That's good, man, because who knows where you would have been at now if that wasn't the case, if you did put all your eggs in one basket. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. I, I I just kind of been going with the flow in a sense. Uh, so fast forward to eight months, um, I had to work out. Nothing really came from it. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I'm good with ball. I'm ready to say I'm officially done. Did that. And you're 23? 22. 22? Yeah. I want to say. Tw- uh, 
Yeah, I want to say 22. Yeah, I want to say 22. Yep. And um, like I said, I was traveling. Did that for about two years. Like literally just traveled doing lifestyle photography, which was a dope experience. Highly recommend it to anybody. Like it's like study abroad, except I wasn't going crazy abroad. It was very, it was a lot more in country. Um, That's what I've started. Well, I just booked my first trip now. What I want to start doing for 2020 was I wanted to travel more for the show. Mm. So I'm going out to Vegas March 5th to the 8th, okay. UFC 248. And um, shout out to my guy, Alex. He's meeting me out there. And, you know, he lives in Chicago and he's the one that does a lot of my graphics. And uh, he does some stuff on the YouTube channel, too. So I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not paying you anything. Right, like, right, right, right. I'm barely making any money that I am making from the show now from sponsors and whatnot. It's like buying new equipment, buying new lights. Yeah. You know, kind of reinvesting it. But I'm like. Yo, I have a lot of connects out in Vegas between my buddy Jerry, who knows all these UFC fighters. Right. Um, just a lot of just like networking and people I've talked to on the show. And I'm actually going out there in March for like business. Right. You know, like I really want to go this year and do like once a month, go and sh shoot content, shoot video, record something. So I definitely feel you about you know, taking time to travel and to see places and, and do stuff. Right. I, like I said, I got to really like learn about myself a lot. Um, it just happened to other things that I didn't even give the time, you know? Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then we talked about it briefly before two hour, two years in, I was in Aspen at the time. Um, and I got a call from coach cook. He had just got the defense coordinator job at Sacred Heart. And, you know, I was away from football for those two years. And he was like, hey, you want to come be? Did you need to be away from football or that it just? No, that was just a natural, like. Natural thing. Like, yo, I'm just shooting. I'm just, like, living. Because you see, like, I hate to bring up Kobe again, but, like, Kobe wasn't seen around the NBA scene until this year. Right. his daughter was the one that brought him out to games. Right. You know, like Derek Jeter, like he came back for like Mariano Rivera's retirement day, but he wasn't seen by you. Because a lot of guys, like after they leave, they're like, yo, I'm so... Peyton Manning, we we just started seeing him now doing a show on ESPN. He does like Peyton's Placers. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it might be called that. Mm -hmm. So, all right, interesting. I thought maybe that might have, you might have needed an escape from... No. Nah. But again, it goes back to what you were saying, how you weren't... This was like borrowed time. This yeah. was like a bonus. This was bonus. This was the bro. icing on the cake for you. Yeah, this was like extra. I was like, oh, I get that. I don't think there's a lot of people like you in that sense. I don't know. I've never really had that conversation with others. But yeah, no, it was never me. Um, but yeah, Coach Cook had, he had called me. He was like, yo, you want to come coach DBs? And I was like, yo, just do it. Um, not not right away, which I, what I was, I was telling you. And because uh, I was really enjoying what I was doing, but I was like, you know what? Let me give back. This school gave me a, a shot. You know, I want to come back to my alma mater, see what we can do. Shout out to us winning the conference my second year. Like Coach Cook, Coach Coach Gardner, um, Coach Noth, like this whole staff. Like we figured it out. We put put a good season together. Um, this is the year two, so I was happy for to get another ring. Because in college, I had one my junior and senior year. We had our back-to-back um, -back conference championships and made it to the playoffs, which was which was one of my goals while I was there. So to get, like, another one as a coach was, like, really dope. It was really dope. So I'm super thankful for them. So now just told you just finished up with, with that uh, as well. So, so what you doing now? 
so now going into financial planning, um, that's the long-term goal. Um, real, real estate as well. Um, save your money, everybody. If you make it to the league, about to get in real estate. Um, and using a lot of that that money, I haven't spent like any any of it. Legit, like it's just been growing. So I've been really, uh, really happy. And, and so I blessed. should charge you for that shirt I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! Um, shout out to my financial planner, straight up. <laughs> um, but nah, seriously. Um, yeah, I'm just. I'm just trying to figure this like life thing out. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously having fun and we're doing well. We're doing well. Like I have the team, a team of people, but, <laughs> but no, everybody does though. Everybody has a supporting cast. Yeah, Let's be honest. You like to, you have to, yeah. Like I'm joking, but like I'm dead serious. Everybody has a supporting cast that holds them accountable and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, make sure, make sure, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but doing that and then also doing photography. Um, uh, I, really dove into that like i said 2016 after the injury but now that i have a little bit of free time just been been studying preparing for for this for this test and um super excited a little nervous anxious like just that new feeling you know just that new feeling is like back like that first time you played football or first time that first college football game i was like oh my god it's It's a new it's a new um it's a new interest it's a new hobby right 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 so so I'm, i'm excited for 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 the future and I don't want to give away too much of like what I have planned for even that. I know that sounds weird. Like, no, nah, I feel you, man. Don't don't let too many people see your candle. Yeah, like, but I have like something really interesting planned. Not for the world, but especially my immediate friends and family. Like something really cool that moving forward, I'm I'm excited for like y'all kids. Y'all mm. kids mean like my friends' kids and like. My next generation. Yeah. I mean, us and us and my friends immediately, too. But, like, if this all goes well and goes the way I want it to go, like, I'm excited for us. For us. Straight up us. Like, y'all are part of this. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. G, you ever done a podcast before? Uh, This is probably, like, my seventh, eighth. Yeah? Yeah. I always like asking people that question because how long do you think we've gone? We recorded for a while, an hour and a half, hour forty five, close close to two hours now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had a I had a buddy of mine on over the summer. He's like, ah, oh, twenty five minutes was like an hour thirty. Yeah. No. It's like it's good when you just sit back, shoot the shit. But man, dude, uh, that was fucking dope. I I could tell that you're a good dude just from just talking with you, and um, it's good to have your head on straight, man. Yeah. Especially at twenty six, because you know I was. And if I could give you any advice, mm-hmm. it's please um, do, please do. I I want to learn from everybody, straight up. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way too, man. Yeah, when I was 26, I thought I was gonna be a cop, and then everyone knows my story. I got flagged for a ticket, did a 70 and a 50, mm. and I spent like 20,000 of my own money, wow, fighting it with a lawyer to get it overturned to do something I didn't really want to do. Mm. It was more to get like my parents off my ass. That's all. That was a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, there's the door. That's my mindset now. Like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. If you don't believe in it, it's cool. I'm gonna prove you wrong. Right. Um, just do me a favor. Don't get in the way. Don't tell me why I'm doing this. 
And if you're not down with it, I don't beg nobody to fuck with me right. at all. Right. At all. Hey. <laughs> like, yo, there's a door, fam. Like, it's cool. Like, there's no hard feelings. There's no animosity. There's no hate. And I wasn't like this even eight months ago. Wow. Right? So you're like, just all growing, bro. Yeah. It's constantly growing. And it's like, yo, there's a door, fam. Like, yeah. whether it's your parents, your brother, your sister, your girlfriend, a girl you're talking to, it's like, yo, you got to understand, like, this is what I got to do. These are my goals. And that's that. Right. And just like, like Nipsey Hustle said, man, hustle and motivate. Straight up. That's right. You got to stay pure, keep your heart pure, and just keep grinding. Yo, and you said it, and I appreciate, like, you kind of hinted at it, like, yo, just be good to people, yo. Another thing I always, when I was coaching, would tell people, was like, yo, going back to the whole, like, life is hard, Matt, uh, life is on all Madden, like, yo, life is already hard. Like, don't try to make it harder for somebody else, bro. Like, just be a good person. I work with this company, Chas Sports, and I work with this company, Boom Fantasy, until October of this year, I didn't meet the kid that put me on to everything. Mm. Homies from Twitter was a fan of my show. It's like, yo, I fuck with what you're doing. I could tell you a good dude from listening to you on the show Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Look me up with them. Now I get paid to do videos for them. Right. It's just like I add that to my resume. Right, right. You know, they got the blue check on social media. Blue check is power facts you know that's that's a whole nother ball game when you're verified people look at you completely different and and it's like i just met this dude in october you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying but it's like just being good to people he asked just me to do a, a favor for him one time and it was just like some like super not petty but simple shit yeah yeah it's just like yo be just be good kids be a good person and, please yeah, that's a fact yo jeez uh plug this fucking book we've referenced 12 times yo <laughs> yo <thanks. laughs> and and everything the floor is yours man i appreciate your time thank you so much i hope you guys all listen to this hey um so first and foremost social media is the book go yeah 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 no so the book um is on amazon um it's called that's life um so if you literally type in that's life gordon hill uh g-o-r-d-o-n and last name hill it'll pop right up i think it's like 20 bucks right now on amazon um please i mean you mean you know support um it's a pretty interesting story it's a lot of small life lessons in there um it's kind of navigated through football but the long story short um to summarize it we've all heard the saying it takes a village to raise a child well this is the child saying thank you to the village it's a big thank you letter essentially um uh instagram you can find me a lot of my a lot of my photography work uh just a lot of the stuff I'm doing really um, at G underscore H one LL. So G Hill with um, a one instead of a an I. And then on Twitter, I'm at G. I don't even know mine off the top of my head now that I think about it because it's a little bit different, but it's a G underscore Hill underscore. So that one's spelled normal. So G underscore H I L L underscore. So that's where you can find me. Um, pretty much everything goes on those two on those two uh, platforms. And um, yeah, that's how we're moving right now. I'm gonna make sure to have everything in the bio, guys, to make it easier for you too, in case you didn't uh, you didn't catch all that. But G, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. As far man. as I could go, it's at the Lamb Show on all social media outlets at Veterans Minimum. And uh, yeah. I don't know when this is going out. I might have to do an ad read or whatever, but you guys you guys know the vibes. I'll catch you guys next time.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.